it's the proudest day and the proudest time and the a seat of a relic here because that day and that hour and those minutes I got the butt between my teeth you know I really stood up and was counted and said this is not getting away I remember when we pulled on our helmets and Donald says to me what are we doing I said we're going for gold Barrett that's all we said I can still picture that run that was just the best best run ever Gears, the Rally Podcast. Uh, we're back again now after a short break. Uh, it's that time of the week, but you know, before we start, we'd like to pass on our condolences and our, you know, our thoughts with the, you know, the families and friends of Aaron Kelly, uh, Dara McGuire, and Jean McDonald. You know, the loss of any competitor is a heartbreaking reminder. You know, of the risks involved. You know, in rally. Yet, as we've seen so many occasions in the face of adversity, the way the rally community pulls together, um, we're all united in this shared passion for the sport and you know and then admiration that we you know we hold our heroes and so um, connor it's been a difficult couple of weeks but i suppose like in some ways the show must go on indeed kevin look it has been a tough time and absolutely echo the sentiment but yeah rallying continues and you know at the weekend we had a had a busy rally schedule yeah like you know in this uh, we know we're now season two episode 21 and uh, in this episode we're going to look back at the down rally we catch up with the top three drivers there. We catch up with we speak to is uh, Catherine McCourt, Desi Henry, and Jason Mitchell. Also catch up with the Northern Ireland champion, Johnny Greer and his co-driver, Niall Burns. And then we also get a chance to hear from then Paul Woodford, special stage reporter. Uh, they were over covering the down rally. And then finally two of the competitors then in the micro challenge, you know, the, we keep talking about this challenge, keep going from strength to strength. Uh, we talked to Dominic and Damien there. And then finally, and McKelly was on Sunday as well too, and Rob Duggan and Mikey Galvin. Um, you know, we often hear about mates go rallying. This this story really typifies that, but again, more of that later. But Connor, also at the weekend, we had WRC. Uh, Estonia was on at the weekend, and Kelly Rovenpera, he's starting to look formidable again. He certainly did. Like, you know, it was an event of... of... <clears throat> If you want to take an event that typifies the highs and lows of rallying, Estonia was it, and the highs was Rovanperä. Like, what was it? Fifteen out of twenty-one stage wins. Nobody could touch him. He was completely in his element, and neat, tidy. Wasn't on the door handles. Didn't seem under pressure. Phenomenal. And he's twenty-two. <laughs> yes, <laughs> scary. It really is. It really is. Yeah. You know. And poor old uh, Tannock. Before the event ever even started, they had to change the engine. Got a five-minute penalty. You know, we could debate the the right the rights and the wrongs of that. But rules are rules, and you know they're there for a reason. You know, and like you know, do, you know, do you get into them? You know, drivers. You know, teams able to fit qualifying engines. You know, you could go down a whole rabbit hole of it. That's the rules. They were applied. You know. That's just unfortunate side of the sport. Look, in fairness, you know, M Sport aren't disputing the rule. Tanix not disputing the rule. It was there. Look, it was a brand new engine, fully tested. Um, first event, everything seemed fine. They come back from scrutineering. The engineers felt there was a bit of a misfire. They changed everything they could change because it was already sealed. And um, one run, and Tanix was fastest on that <laughs> first run. And then the thing was spitting flames at the end of the, the shakedown stage, towed back to service. They tested it, couldn't identify anything. And uh, 
thought better change it and risk the five minute penalty. And it was so sad because from a championship point of view, Tanak needed a very strong result in Estonia to have any hope. And from M Sports point of view, I suppose a bit of a, you know, it, it was his home event. They wanted to reward him. They wanted the fans, you know, to see him. And they'd put a lot of effort into this. Like they had gone, you know, used a local rally as a test, mm-hmm. um, you know, the, 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 what, 10 days beforehand or whatever. And, oh, just heartbreaking for them. For sure, for sure. And like even you could see Tanak, even in the lead up to the event, he was very sort of like out there on social media. You know, he was doing his bit to promote his home event. You know, and it was such a, a positive news story and for it just to turn around so quickly. But, you know, that's rallying as the saying goes, unfortunately, you know, so that's, that's, that's just a, a very unfortunate side. But, um, you know, fantastic, as you say, Rovenpera, 22 years of age. Uh, the only worry in the Toyota team is whenever O'Shea is out, there's Evans just seems to be a wee, that wee fraction off the boil. And uh, Neville and Lavi are really stepping up to the plate in that Hyundai. Yeah. Um, Evans is still not 100% confident or comfortable in that car. He just hasn't gelled with it. The Rally 1 cars, they're different. The weight's different. The braking's different. How you use the hybrid changes your style of driving. And it just hasn't adapted to it 100%. Whereas... Neville and Lappy were seeing them really coming together with that car. Huge improvements. Again, some of that's down to Lappy and the, what he's been doing and the testings, uh, testing settings he's been coming up with that Neville has been, you know, he's been sharing with Neville and Neville's been copying. And what we saw, which was unusual probably to every other round for the last year and a bit, Neville was on it from day one. Mm-hmm. Normally, he takes a day to settle into the car and get the settings right. But they seem to have, for the first time in a long time, come come from testing to have the settings absolutely spot on from first stage. And that's been unu- an unusual scenario for Hyundai. Yeah, I do believe Lappi, you know, like, I've said it before and say it again, I'm a huge Lappi fan. I think Lappi has definitely, you know, put in a cog into that Hyundai team that was, you know, it's hard to believe that, you know, that, to say that it was a cog missing, but it's brought in something that, that was missing in that team. You know, was Tannock and Neville, were they pulling in separate directions? I don't know. But Labby has brought something that's bringing a coherence to the team, and it seems to be really working really, really well for them. Absolutely. And and I think Cyril has brought something as well as team manager that's maybe, you know, bringing mm-hmm. that team together. And, you know, there's been a few other recent appointments from other teams have recently poached a senior person from Santalock. So they are still building that Hyundai team, which is great because we all had a little bit of a worry or concern, you know, when we looked at last year and they couldn't put a manager in place. Sure. Was the team, you know, what was the commitment? But the commitment seems to be genuinely there to, mm-hmm. to rally. And, but yes, they're coming together. And Certainly, Lappy has more than done enough, I think, to give the team something to think about for next year's championship that they can't turn around and say Neville's our number one driver. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know. And, like, you know, uh, you know, I think it's the first rally, and I don't know how long, that every rally one car that started, finished, and not under Stripper Rally as well, too. So, you know, that it has to be positive as well. Well, not if you're out, out Tannock. Oh, well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I I got as high as eighth place, and yes. you couldn't climb any higher no. unless somebody went out, and true. nobody went out. Yeah, true, true. And then you know the rally two battle, you know, absolutely phenomenal again. Um, and our own uh, Josh McLean, 
you know, a another fantastic result. You know, probably people are you know, scunder at us listening, you know, but Motorsport Ireland continues to go to strength to strength. Like, uh, he finished in the top 15 overall, didn't he? I think. Um, uh, what do you, yeah, he was top 16th overall. 16th um, overall, and yeah. Six, <laughs> sixth place in the WRC2 Challenger class yeah. and yeah, like there, there was what 20, 30 something WRC2 cars in that yeah. event and Josh is coming in sixth like yeah. it's incredible genuinely and only his second time in Estonia when he went there last year he finished 19th overall so yeah. constantly improving for sure, for sure. And maybe not the best weekend for our JWRC competitors, but like Wall still come all away with a string of fastest times, still leading the championship. And, you know, it's still a very positive place for him going into the last round. Absolutely. Last round in Greece in September. And Will, you know, considering the issues they had, it was a great comeback. And what we have to remember with the JWRC is they get points for stage wins. So it was imperative that he did clock up as many as possible but you know again it's it's, it's a three-way battle now going into the last round and if i remember correctly i think there's extra points on hand as well for the last round so that adds a bit of extra drama to it for sure for sure and like eamon kelly eamon didn't get off to the best to start so he had the trouble on the second stage but like whenever he was going the times were coming he's getting closer to the guys in front and then i think it was like a mechanical issue that robbed him with the finish the, you know at the end but like it's all you know it's all positive he's putting in the mileage he's getting there i think we have to remember this is a two-year program you know we probably we we started the dare to dream when he won the second round you know but we have to remember like even has done very little rallying in comparison with, with so many other guys that he's you know his contemporary peers there so what he's doing and the level he's at i think he's doing a fantastic job he is. And you're right. Look, it is a two-year program. This year is about getting experience under the belt, you know, on, on the JWRC events. Um, and, you know, it is all about experience. Like, if you look at Will, this is Will's third year of, of you know, the same championship. So experience is, is key to getting results and uh, learning and what's needed for each of the events. And each of the events are different and they require a different challenge mm -hmm. uh, and throw up a different challenge to the drivers as well and like yeah heartbreaking for Eamon on the last stage you know uh, mechanical failure so it's just uh, very unfortunate for him Connor for sure for sure for sure uh and then closer to home uh say we had the down rally there at the weekend I was up at that on Saturday uh we were promised biblical rain and <laughs> we managed to avoid it it was fantastic you know uh but once again you know the two motor clubs come together there and laid on a fantastic event uh eight stages you know me personally, I like. I think that Hamilton's Folly is one of the best stages in the country. But maybe that's just with the photographer's eye with all the jumps and bumps in it. I don't know. <laughs> but I think it's a class event. And earlier on the week, I got a chance to catch up with the top three from that. That was uh, sorry, Catherine McCourt who won the rally, then Desi Henry, and then uh, Jason Mitchell finished third. And then after that, we roll into then Northern Ireland champion, uh, you know, of twenty twenty three. Uh, Johnny Greer and him and his co-driver then Niall Burns. I definitely know it was a great event and I suppose there was good competition there too so it, it made for a good day's racing so no look uh, the weather was a wee bit uh, um, on the typical side of, of I suppose what you'd call Northern Ireland so no look here everything was uh, everything we, we enjoyed the weekend and uh, I suppose from a point of view everything went 100% my way and had no issues at all so um, you need all that to go your way to, to, to make an event and win an event. So it, it's probably the first time it ever happened to me. So <laughs> everything clicked and, and we got it, got it over the line. So 
it's not often it happens. So we'll take it when it had does happen. Yeah, like you know, you talked about like and you've been out of the seat there since uh, it was Kevin was your last rally. So like even to come back after like four or five weeks out of the car to get back onto that pace, that gives you good confidence as much as anything else as well. Ah, it does definitely. Um, I suppose the rest is probably sometimes a good thing, you know. Um, it kind of gets you the your head back in the right way of going again, and then suppose I had a, a wee way in, so um, I suppose getting back into the yard clears the head again for a long weeks. And <laughs> no, it was it, it was definitely 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 um, a good event. Hey? Yeah, and like Desi, you know, like the down rally, you know, to get the chance to drive the likes of Hamilton's Folly, you know, uh, the, the other them other three stages, like Hamilton's Folly is probably one of the best stages in the country. You know, it must be a pleasure to drive them in like a, a R five rally too, here. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, Hamilton's Folly is a stage we always love to do here. Obviously, it's a bit of a roller coaster of a stage. Uh, you're you're up and down, and the the, the car seems to. Be off the ground more than it's on it. Um, you know, then you have the you know you've obviously the famous Hamilton's Folly jump, but that's only one of probably eight different jumps in that stage. Um, so no, it's it's a very very enjoyable stage, and to take the rally two cars over it now, you know, and you know the capability of them cars is is phenomenal as we all know. So uh, no, it was it was a great event, and the you know the organisers did put on a very very professional event. It was. Uh, I think every stage more or less ran on time, and uh, it was uh, just it ran like clockwork. So that coupled along with the the great stages was 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 a good event. Just the, the weather wasn't just as kind, but uh, we're well used to that at this stage. Yeah, and like you know, considering like what the weather forecast was given, I think we got off kind of quite late because like, I know on the way home, like we had floods down like, coming out of Oma. Like so, in some ways, we were lucky with the weather, and other ways, as you say, admitted. Probably very difficult for you guys picking tires. Yeah, it seemed to be, you know, when we were looking at the forecast on, on Friday, you know, Friday during the day, it was given, you know, 90 and 100% chance of rain. Uh, and we all thought it was going to be a complete washout. But uh, there was heavy rain overnight and it sort of, you know, a lot of places under trees, you know, the water sort of lay all day, maybe didn't dry. And there were sort of scattered showers across the day. But generally, it wasn't too bad up to move the last stage. Um, but the last stage definitely was eventful. We uh, we obviously quite a gap uh, in front of us to Cahan. Uh, we we're never going to catch someone with a with a fair enough gap behind us, so we had nothing to really play for, which is more difficult actually. I'd rather nearly been a been a risk, but we had more moments in that last stage, you know, than we did probably the rest of the rally. So, um, but no, the weather does play a big part on it. But uh, unfortunately, just didn't get. We get bone dry stages, but it would have been great to get them. But that's the way it is. Yeah, and like Jason, from your point of view, like good to get back on the pace again and coming away with the podium. You have to be over the moon with that. Yeah, Kevin, I was to be honest, I was very surprised to get third. You know, I wasn't going on the last stage. I wasn't. You know, we we sort of knew that we were sort of we were picking a few seconds off Johnny here and there. You know, on the last three or four stages, but. We going on the last one. There was nine and a half seconds in it, and we, we sort of looked at it and said, you know, it's maybe a bridge too far. But you know, to be fair, um, <clears throat> when I was sitting on the line, you know, when I seen the rain, I knew the stage was slippy. I said, you know, I'll give it a bit of a go here to see where we go. But it was nearly more for um, Ian Thorburn behind me because he was only five seconds behind me. So it was more to maintain me fourth than than get the third because I thought it was it was a step too far for us, but. 
knock we went in there, Kevin and <clears throat> I wouldn't say we were we were going fast because we were actually fairly surprised, but obviously the boys had, had took their foot off the pedal a bit and it probably looks better from my own behalf, you know, that getting a stage one because Kevin had had really the rally won, um, and obviously Desi, as he says, had nothing to fight for. But at the same time, I was sort of surprised at Johnny because I sort of thought that it was, you know, he, I knew he, he had the Northern Ireland Championship to to worry about, but I just I still didn't think we would take that sort of time out of him. So, well, thanks to Johnny, he let us <laughs> in. So, <laughs> but um, but no, well, to get Kevin, like we haven't much, we haven't much fun rallying this year. We we struggled all year, so. Look, I'm I'm happy to be even on the consideration for them sorts of places at the moment. So, no, happy with that. Now. Yeah, because we all know like rallying is much about confidence and what you know comfort in the car. Like, so to take that stage one and at the very end has to give you confidence now going on to the next event. Yeah, it, it does. Look, I, I suppose I am I'm been struggling with confidence, and you know, uh, even you can see that at the start of. At the start of the rallies, you know, I'll be a wee bit slow out of the blocks there, and, and uh, it's nearly always a confidence thing that because you have the gremlins going on in the back of your mind, we know what's going to happen on this corner and that corner. And for me, in the start of the turn, uh, the start of the rally in stage one, I had a massive moment on a really fast speed um, over a jump, um, uh, which I didn't think I would actually. Um, I didn't think the first there was a five right. Over Max Crest on the jump, which some probably b- bad uh, notes. Uh, b- uh, put it flat out, and it's definitely not flat out, so it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, I wouldn't want too many as close as that now. So it sort of set us back a wee moment, you know. So it done took me a few stages to actually settle down again, you know, and, and go again. But no, look, it was good, you know, and even like for Paddy, you know, Paddy was saying, you know, like it. Now it's it's actually you know it's it's easier you know it's it's it was actually harder to go slow you know it's actually you know um uh, we were trying really hard and we were getting nowhere but now it's you know it seems to have turned itself around again here now and we're starting to settle down so hopefully you know we know we know the boys at the front go very hard Kevin like so mm-hmm. but like if we're if we're in there and thereabouts you know that's we'll be happy enough to be there at the moment so. Yeah, and Kevin, like you, you know, you've had your days that you've had your struggles. You know, you know what it's like to, you know, have the, those bad days, and you know the confidence starts to ever wee bit. Like, you know, like if you're in Jason's shoes, you know, you, your day will come, basically. Oh, definitely. Hey, I, I suppose it took a bit longer to come for me than most people, but <laughs> um, I, I was making a lot of mistakes, and I suppose just down to. Um, like I suppose you used to go to Jason's only rallying the last two three years, and and it'll take him another you know two to three years even to learn some of the stages and and different things that happen on stages and happen in the rally car. And hey, uh, like all that knowledge, it, it eventually builds up. And I suppose from point of view, it it all built up and went the right way for me at the weekend. So, um, but look, taken taken away from that, uh, like Jason's going hard there too. For a man that is only out, you know, this last two or three years, so um, he can't be too sore on himself either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, um, and again, like Desi would tell you, like it's very hard to get a win over the line. Like you know, if you're having a bad run of luck, like sometimes it can go on for years instead of you know a rally. So um, no, look here, definitely you have to keep the head up. And I suppose from a point of view, I would see if you get off to a bad start in a rally, it is very hard to get your head 
above the water again. So sometimes you just have to, you know, you'll get bad rallies and, and good rallies. So you just have to keep plowing away as man says and hope, <laughs> hope for the best. <laughs> but like, you know, to finally get that first one, you know, you've had your one in the forestry and one thing and all, but on a closed road event, that's your first outright one. Like, you know, as you say, it's been a long time coming, but at the same time, it has been coming. Like, you know, you've been knocking at the doors, you know, you've been, you know, even the Tarmite Championship, you've, you know, you've had, you know, good stages and even good days. It's great to see it all come together finally to, to reach your goal. Oh, definitely. Look, I suppose at the start of the year, we went to Galway and kind of didn't put much pressure on ourselves. And after the first day, we were sacking overall down there. And then I suppose we made a mistake on the... Uh, start of the uh, second day is just a slippy corner and made a mistake and and I suppose it, it just goes from a hundred percent to to zero very quick and um that's just rallying I suppose you just have to get on with and, and get over it and keep going on and trying to, to you know I suppose try to benefit yourself with with I suppose the positives from every rally that you've done and and never at all amounts to to a win then it, it it definitely you know gives you that bit of a lift like. And Des, you know, you've had the highs and lows of rallying too. Like this year, you know, maybe you've had had the outright ones, but the consistency is coming back again too, which is great to see. Yeah, we sort of we had a fairly good year last year. I think we had six or seven ones last year, and this year just seemed to be we struggled to piece everything together. But uh, a wee bit like Cahan was saying, you know, you need, you know, it's very rare you can just go and like, go out and want a rally. You need. You're sort of back there saying confidence drives confidence. So, uh, you know, you need to just keep building and building and building and try to improve on things, whether that be, you know, yourself, the car, you know, your pace notes. You know, so, this game, there's so many things it takes to go right. You know, you're not just relying on yourself, you're relying on the car and a thousand different bits to hold together to, to, to get to the end of the rally. So, um, it's, it's difficult, you know, as a difficult sport, and, you know, it can be a very, very cruel sport, as we've seen. You know, particularly last year, a few times for ourselves, but uh, no, look, I think we're we've sort of found our legs a wee bit more now with the with the Saturn. We we did, you know, all about the first admit we struggled a wee bit there at the start. Um, just finding a, a setup and something that I was comfortable with is quite different to to what we had before. Um, but no, I have to say at the weekend now we we made some uh, we went in a certain direction setup and it seemed to have worked. The car was nice and comfortable you know in Donegal we went out the Friday and the dry and we were you know we were going fairly well um and uh we weren't that far behind behind Sam for uh, getting onto the podium on the Friday evening but when it turned wet on Saturday we just we struggled with the car we couldn't we couldn't seem to, to drive it at all in the wet so uh we knew obviously Saturday was going to be wet so we put a wee bit more emphasis on to get trying to get a wet setup and, and to be fair it did work the car was nice to drive and wasn't snappy or fidgety, which is half the battle. And kind of back to what we talked about earlier, or what Jason was talking about. If you don't have confidence in the car, you know, and you start to lose confidence in it, then yourself, and you sort of start thinking, "What am I doing wrong here?" Uh, but no, when you when you start and get the car dialed into what you want, and you know what it's going to do. And I always remember John Hogland years ago saying, "You know, the car should be an extension of yourself. You should know exactly what it's going to do at any particular time." And I think that's when times start to come, and you start getting, you start gathering trophies. Then when you get that all right, I remember we talked before, like, and as you say, like, if you're starting to think, you know, that you know, that doesn't, it's a bit ab lib, but you know, like, if you're starting to think you're losing time, if it's a, fl- a natural flow, if everyone's working, that's when you're in the zone. 
Yeah, it should be easy. You know, uh, when you're going out on a stage and you're having to really, really work and try to think about where the time's at, that's generally when you're not going well. When you're going out and it's, and it's all flowing and, it, and you get to the end of the stage and your time's there, thereabouts, and it feels easy. Well, then that's, you know, everything's clicking and you've you've got the car in the right zone, you're in the right mind frame, and, and that's generally when you'll go out and start, start one rally. We're still just around international now, but we'll... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, maybe before the end of the year, we'll get one of them ticked off. Excellent, excellent. And like Jason, you know, even to, you know, for like the guys are saying, you know, you're only going rallying now two, three years to be even to be in that zone with those guys. Like, it, it, you have to give yourself a lot of credit for that too. Okay, Kevin, you know, but like I don't, I like I enjoy, I enjoy rallying, but you know, at the same time, you know, um, like I'm only enough to race, you know, I'm not, I'm not. Like I've said that from the start, you know, I'm not, I'm not somebody that can just, you know, go on and sit down in the field, you know, I'm not, it's not, not me, you know, I, I have to be racing and, you know, even if it's, you know, like as I said from the start, it doesn't need to be just at the top, but, you know, at least have something there to go for, like even like Saturday, you know, that's, that's what, that's what I need to know to keep me sort of, keep, keep you interested, you know, because it's one of the things, um, one of the things that was sort of, which you know, the season so far, you know, one of the things that was really getting to me was not actually having that feeling that you had to go on this stage and really go and do something. I, I, I felt that I couldn't. I felt it didn't matter if, if I had been driving for the next ten years. Could I go fast? You know, now and like you know, as Paddy, as Paddy says to me on Saturday, I'm a wee bit dumbfounded here. He says we seem to be going easier, but our times are faster. You know, and, and you know. It's 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 really strange, you know. It's 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 and, and it is like that. I said I was nearly spending more in physio with my two arms, and I was rallying there for a while, but I was <laughs> holding on to the car that hard. So, um, uh, but um, but no, it just it, it does seem that we're we're getting over it now, and we're getting this polo and the way that sort of suits. And I have to say, you know, <clears throat> uh, I think it was, you know, the stages on Saturday, like. You know, like they are, they are class stages. In fairness, like I was, just, you know, even when you come away from like, you know, you go, you go to different parts of the country and rally there. And don't get me wrong, there's some, some super stages all around the country, and <clears throat> it's something that I want to make sure I try and get around all the good ones. You know, but when you go to the down rally there at the weekend, you know, you go from uh, Buck's Head, you know, where it's really fast and flowing, and you know, not, nothing, you know, not too many totally flat out corners, but a lot of nearly flat out corners. Which you know keeps you really on your toes and making sure that you, you know, you get your lines right and you know you get your notes right. You know you learn, you know you learn a lot from that sort of stage. And then you go to Hamilton's Foley where it's all jumps and dips and bumps and you know places that you you have to try and take every inch out of the road because you know the car is going to go off the ground and maybe land on the other side. You know so you know you have a lot of a lot of different aspects that and then you go to the likes of Gregor Lock there which is the last stage which was unbelievable slippy like it was like I we were in Sligo the week before like and like Sligo was was like um uh grippy tire in comparison to what the way that that uh Gregor Lock stage was like it was just like we we come out of uh, a junction one time and <clears throat> I even said the you know we come out of a junction we're going up to another junction and we're going up the street in fourth gear, and the car just starts going on the limiter, and she's she's she just let up the wheels in fourth gear, going up the street, 
And I was sitting going, is there something broke or something happened? And I did hear a few people saying that their their drive, they, they think they broke a drive. There no broken drives. <laughs> the, the road was that slippy. She was just lighting the wheels, you know, in the middle of the street. So, you know, <clears throat> so from an aspect of learning, you know, and and trying to get through your rally like that where, you know, you get the grip on one stage, you know, and even Hamlin's fully is, you know, mostly fairly grippy as well. You know, like, and then you go to, you know, um, Craig or Lock, you know, it's just, it sort of gives you a real understanding of, you know, the different elements, you know, to control your temperament, you know, because you get about carried, you get, you get about carried away thinking that you have grip and then, you know, very, very quickly, um, uh, you know, you can be lying on top of that, you know, and, you know, that's, you know, and, you know, that sort of sometimes justifies your L, justifies, you know, um, you know, you're not overcommitting, you know, to you, to you make sure it's right, you know, mm-hmm. but I do, I do know too from, you know, obviously in the position that I'm in at the minute, you know, sitting back that, you know, and it, <laughs> I'm going to have, you know, you, you know, you can't sit back, you can't sit back and work all this out, you know, because the boys are gone, you know, so you, you know, very quickly after three or four stages, maybe even two stages, you know, you're you're out of the, you know, the the top top end. So, you know, that's something that I have to work on now. Like I have to, I have to, um, uh, I have to stop taking the first pass, like me. My third pass of a recce, you know, because I'm just not sure that I'll land myself on the job flat out again. But and, uh, that's something that I'm going to have to co- concentrate on going forward to be at least within a shout, you know, to try and go for something at some stage. For sure, for sure. And like Desi, you know, like we know how good a place Irish Rally is in the moment. Like, you know, there is no, you can't bed yourself in now, you can't take it handy now in the first stage and expect it's, it's like. It's right from the flag drops to the you know to the to the end of the last stage. Every corner, every you know, every time the wheel spins, it, it, it's losing your time. And that's just the way it is, man. I think just as I think we talked about before, and the 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 rally two category now. There's so many people in the class. So you know, historically, you maybe had a few people that have been competing for a rally one. Now you could have you know you could have ten people competing for a rally one. So. All it takes is one or two of them people to be <laughs> get the weight of X that morning or the cocoa pops and they're 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 like flying. So uh, no, you can't you can't sit back. You just have to go for it from day one, and that's quite hard to do if you're not in the car day in day out. You know, we're all we're all talking here. We've all jobs and we've all you know <laughs> this is this is a glorified hobby or a sport for us. So we're we're not we're we're not full time. Uh, rally drivers, so it is hard just to get into that mind frame where you're going from work on a Friday and jumping under a rally car to drive 120 miles an hour down the road. Um, so it is, it's, it, it can be difficult, but as Jason says, if you don't do it, your your rally could be over within the first or second stage. Uh, you know, because it is so hard to close time now. You know, if you're 10 seconds behind somebody, it's incredibly hard to find. You know, you can maybe find one, two, maybe three seconds, but nothing more than that is a real struggle. But that's just the level Irish Rallying's at, and it's brilliant. I enjoy it. Yeah, and like Catherine, like from your point of view, like it must be some buzz, like you know, being in there and you know, and mixing it with seconds with the you know the guys. You know, if like a few years ago you'd have been you know watching on the ditches, you'd have been watching them from the ditches. Suddenly you're in the middle of it all. Like it must be a great buzz. I definitely, and I suppose you know, I'll go back to what what the boys were saying there too about the commitment, like you know. We went to Galway at the start of the year, and and 
there was like an 18 kilometer stage and there come about eight of us out of the 18 kilometer stage within four seconds of all and every one of us made diff- our own notes you know and times you like you think to yourself you know like we're all in different sets of pace notes that we've made ourselves we're in different cars and there's four like four seconds is a, a blink you know over 18 kilometers you know so you know that's how tight it has got you know we like Used to be, you know, back in 07, 08, 09, never the world cars were in the year of world cars. They could have pulled 10, 15 seconds of stage mm-hmm. back there, like Nesbitt and them boys. They were, you know, but now in the era of rallying that, that we're in now, you know, and it's not just Thor 5s. Like you go to the Mark II Escorts, you go to the Class 11, Class 13, they're all the same. They're, you know, they're, they're within a handful of seconds all there. And, and here it's great to see, it's great racing. And, Look, long may it last, but it, it definitely Irish rallying has, has come leaps and bounds in the last probably five or six years. So, um, and look, if it keeps up what's going on at the minute, like you know, this this is what makes it more interesting too. Because if somebody makes a mistake, the rally could be over. You know, the the they take a spin, they take a you know something stupid, and and you know you're you're trying to play catch up the rest of the day like so it's uh, as i said from the start you, you know you have to push from the start hard and you have to get your confidence there and if you don't have that you know in my eyes you know you'd be nearly better sitting on the sofa at home because <laughs> you know it's the uh, like you know i suppose I, uh, from the point of view of myself and desi and jason and whoever else like we're only going out for one reason and that's to win a rally so you know we're not going there to, to you know waste money and <laughs> we're going there to try and win and, and I suppose ever and there's there's twenty boys behind us and in front of us trying to do the same thing. So um but no here generally it's it's a, it's a great sport and look I suppose you know we've had the tragedies in the last lock of weeks and and it's sad to see that too, you know it does give you a wee hit like, you know, start of the first stage and on uh, Saturday morning the nerves was there, like you're thinking, Jesus and especially now from a point of view I suppose I have a family and so does Desi and you know you're you're and Jason there, you're 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 thinking the, you you kinda have to take that into consideration too, you know, so it, it takes the edge off you a wee bit like so Yeah, like that's you know, uh, again, you know, that's something that has to play in your mind, you know, you've got all these responsibilities, you know, even that you're coming out of work on a Friday evening, you know, you're thinking of what you know, what you were dealing with on Friday evening. To to be able to clear your head on the Saturday morning from the boy says go, like that takes bravery that takes balls that takes you know preparation to get there too as well Kevin. definitely i look here you know from a, i suppose you know we all work and with our businesses and we're trying to you know you're, you're trying to get red up on a friday evening to go rallying on a saturday and sometimes you just have to switch the phone off because it's you know but uh no, definitely. I I think you know if you're going to a rally with, with a with a head full of stuff, there, there's no point in being there because you know um, like it was like myself there. Um, my woman was due before Donegal, and and I just didn't want to go because I knew it would have been in the back of my head, you know, just in case. So seeing if you're going to try and race them boys in the front, and and you know you can't have that stuff in your head. You, you just need to clear your head, get into the car, and and. You know, as bad as it is, you nearly need to forget about everything else. Do you know what I mean? So, um, look here, that's kind of just the level rallying has got to. So, um, I suppose if, you, if you're trying to win, that's where, where you need to be. Mm-hmm. And like Desi, you know, like, I suppose you would echo them sentiments too. Like, you know, yes, it's, you know, work and everyone else. But if you get into that car, 
you have to kind of forget what was going on yesterday at work or you know any kind of issues you're having it has to be you know clear to head i'm here to do this job now at the minute yeah um and i say the faster boys are going now and the faster this you know they the, the more you have to forget you know work on a friday you have to you know draw a line on that you know because Ultimately, if you're not completely concentrated and you're not completely focused on what you're doing, you know, then that that's when mistakes can happen. So for me, you know, about like Cahan, unless I was going to an event where you feel that like you're completely prepared to go and you have you have enough sort of a headspace to, to you know that you can go to that that, that rally on the Saturday morning and just become have you know be completely clear. Well, then there's no point in going unless you can do that. So uh, and I say the more competitive the thing gets the more that's the case and you know for me the best thing i can do and try and eliminate the like the nerves that cam that was talking about there is just to be prepared for it um but it's just getting time to do that uh ryan's getting to a point now where you know they need to be looking at a dvd a week before or maybe longer before an event to try and be competitive um you know and um, you know with as Catherine touched on there too we all have families and all have young children to, to look after and, and wives to keep happy <laughs> it becomes increase, it becomes increasingly increasingly difficult uh to to fit everything in and to do it right um but um look you just have to find time and, and you do uh, you know whether it be getting up at five o'clock in the morning or or you know working at something day to 12 o'clock at night you just have to get it done and that's the only way so for me yeah, i want to go rally if, if i feel i'm prepared to do it yeah, because yeah, and the, you need good people around you then to allow you to do that. You know, you need your wife to be understanding and all that too. Like, and that is important. And like Jason, you know, from your point of view, like having a good man beside you on the notes and all that too. Like Paddy's there. You know, Paddy's the most relaxed, chilled out guy. He's there to do a good job at the same time. But you know, as good, I suppose you need somebody like Paddy there with you to kind of bring you down or talk you up when you need to be done as well. Yeah, very much so. Um. Kevin, like regarding Paddy, like Paddy's been excellent, and 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 even when we we're going badly there, like he, he really showed how desperate he wanted me to go fast. You know, he was really trying to, you know, push me on. You know, but when I, I wasn't comfortable, um, uh, when I wasn't comfortable in the car, you know, I, I couldn't actually do it. I couldn't actually overcome. You know, whereas maybe twelve months ago, I'd have landed her in the field. You know, but now, uh, you know, I've seemed to have found a more slightly sensible approach so uh, i i sort of you know i just I, I took up to where i could feel that i could and when it wasn't working i could really see the frustration for patty mm -hmm. and you know um uh, for, for both of us but what i will say is you know like you know on saturday you know it was even good for me to see him patty been happy you know because like we didn't we genuinely even when we drove off we didn't know we were third you know we mm -hmm. after you know um can and got out like you know when they were sort of celebrating the can we didn't know it third we knew it we, we knew it went quickest but we didn't know we were third and like you know even the joy in Paddy's face you know it was great great to see you know because he's he suffered with it as well you know mm -hmm. he's definitely um uh he's had the you know he's had to sit up there when i'm driving slow like and and like that, that's hard, that's hard work for him you know so no very good and the probably the bravest navigator in the country, I would say, yeah, that was Paddy, like, because no matter what sort of maneuver I do, I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I know, 
And, yeah. and you know, it's just funny, Tim, when you're saying that about good people are um uh, Desi's very lucky that he has Niall there to do all the work as well at home while he's away rallying. <laughs> I, think, I think everybody everybody needs to Niall now. So, <laughs> so like I suppose we should start wrapping up the, the chat now. Like Jason, where do, where heading to next? I know you want to get gone to go on to the gravel soon, but do you see like an Ulster rally or something coming up or Cork or yeah, Kevin, I suppose, um, um, for me, look, uh, if I tell the truth, Kevin, I've been dying to get away to the gravel this long time, so I have, uh, but I've just, it's pure thrandness to get through this <laughs> up here, so it is, so, um, no, I think, I think, you know, um, it is a toss-up between going to Dolster or, or Cork to the gravel, but I think I will stick to the tarmac, you know, because, when you go to when we go to Ulster here now, this is gonna be this is gonna be a race worth watching, so it is because you know, not not so much from my own point of view, but you know, when you see Farmo and mm-hmm. and uh um Cronin and and uh Callum and Josh and all the boys, like they'll be that's will be they, they, you're gonna see you're you're gonna see a few of our own boys been you know, that at the front they're gonna go even harder than they have been, I I believe, because Obviously, they're wanting to prove a point as well. So, look, I want to go. I want to go there and just see how you know if I can find a wee bit more now. You know how far am I away from them? Do you know what I mean? When them boys are at their very, very best, you know. So, I'm sure Desi and Cahan was probably fairly similar. But I think after that, I think that after that, we'll stay away and get the, the gravel tires <laughs> on. <laughs> uh, yeah, and try and get a bit of dust rails, you know. But yeah. um, look, we'll probably try and go to Dav or somewhere like that then after. That. Cool. Um, Desi, what's your thoughts on where to next? Well, I'll not be for Cork now. I'll be drinking San Miguel now when, when <laughs> nothing boys are taking to the stages uh, for New York next week. So, no, I'll I'll give it a miss. Uh, but plan is to go to the Ulster. Um, afterwards, I, I think maybe a bit of a change of strategy for me this year. I'll probably stick to the tarmac. Maybe do the last two rounds of the National Championship or something like that. Um Look, just somebody I want to keep working on the setter and keep working on setup and you know set myself up a wee bit better for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think gravel might just be a wee bit of a distraction to what we're trying to do this year, and I think we're going the right direction. So uh, I think I'll stick with it and, and stick to the tar. Cool. And Kevin, from your own point of view, where do you see yourself heading to next now? Well, to be honest, uh, uh, I wasn't going to do much more tarmac in the yard, but now I'm, I'm <laughs> probably we're looking maybe at going to Ulster as well. Um, just kind of more to hey, to see where you're at, as Jason says, kind of with you know with them boys like Callum and Josh and and I suppose Formax and whoever else comes over with the BRC, you know yourself, but. Um, no, just hey, basically get a an run out now in the yard, and then uh, we're actually going to attempt the RAC in the in the Ascot, so we'll uh, we'll maybe uh, we'll maybe get a run or two out in the gravel then and her, you know. So no, here look, it'll be there's a couple of good events coming up there now. The Bushwhacker, I suppose, is like everything, and um, you have Lakeland and Dava, and there's a good event in Cork too. So hey, there's plenty of rallying if 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 you can get the time to go and do it. Just that's the. Yeah, I think that was always the target from the start of the year. It was to try and to try and get another one under the belt, and it's, it's always easy at the start of the year when you're making these plans. It's it's always it turns out to be a bit more difficult once you start into the season. But we made a good start and worked from there. And okay, we're running a few problems in in round three in Shackleton, but apart from that, we've had a very good year, a very successful year, and it's been it's been quite a good run. 
Yeah, like, you know, the down rally was on there at the weekend. Your home event, as much as you wanted to go and push on for the one, you had to drive, I suppose, in the back of your head thinking, I can't do anything silly here. Pretty much. It was, we sort of thought we'd just go with the weekend and just drive the first stage comfortably and just see where we ended up. And if we we're close to the race, then we could try and stay there and maybe try and try and go for a result. But I think the first stage, I think we were 10 seconds off or 12 seconds off fastest time. And after that, it was just kind of, okay, well, that's, we don't have the pace for them today. So we'll just sort of stay where we are and try and get around. And that was the, that was a main aim for the, for the weekend. Obviously we knew the rally win was going to be a difficult one because we had a few quick guys in the, in the, in the more powerful class 11 cars. So we, we knew that'd be a struggle, but uh, once the first stage time started to come in, we thought, well, that's, I don't really fancy trying to drive at that pace to try and match them. So it's, it's uh, we just try and stay where we are. And that, that was the plan. And we followed it well enough most of the time, apart from one small incident in stage four. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, we tried, but uh, we got there in the end. Yeah. And like now, you know, like I'm sure stage four, you know, we all hear about your, your trip into a garden. But one thing that was in the pace notes. <laughs> No, it definitely wasn't. And I kind of had to head down the notes. And he's like, oh, 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 I looked up. I was like, are we not supposed to be going left? Oh, no, we're going to go ahead. So, you know, but uh, we were lucky enough, you know, we got in and um, obviously just just make the plan right, get out. And then right as soon as we get out, right, reset, get in the stage. We know that's how easy these conditions can catch us out today. So it just reassured us, look, we don't need to go on a big push today. We have the bigger picture in mind. That's how easy we could get caught out. So, no, we we're very thankful to get out of there, I can tell you, and get to the end of the rally. That's for sure, that's for sure. And, like, you know, Johnny has won the, the Drivers' uh, Championship, but unfortunately, you know, like, with, you know, because you weren't sitting with him at the first couple of rounds, you didn't win the co-drivers' title. But I'm sure you want to tip your hat to your, you know, your, your what would you say, esteemed colleague, your mentor, your go, go-to guy, <laughs> Paddy won the co-driving championship. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, unfortunately, I missed the uh, carcass down because I was doing Rally Qatar and obviously the job scores coming into play. But no, look, again, if you can lose a title to someone, why not be one of your best friends? And all, it's delighted to see Paddy get the title too. I think it's the second time to win the Northern Ireland title as well. And obviously he won the gravel title last year at Desi too. So he guess you could say, no, he's the king of the North now when it comes to co-driving. So <laughs> I, I have to settle for being king of the Donegal co-drivers, you know, it'll do me like... <laughs> And like, I suppose he has got a good few years on you as well, so you have plenty of time to catch up with those titles he is, as well. He has a lot of years on me too. We don't, we don't factor that in enough, you know. But hey, twenty plus years, like to be fair. To At least. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, like you have had, had been having a great year. You know that yes, you know, like um, Killarney. I think you had your baller, but other than that, it's been a good steady year now. Yeah, it's been a good steady year, and it's just actually adding up now. Me and Johnny have done nearly fourteen rallies now. I'd say since last year, you know, and now um, it started off so well in Galway, you know, and the circuit went well. Obviously, we had a wee bit of glitch in uh, wet or in Clarny, but no, like the pace has been there all year. Like, I guess, you know, like everything else, just the luck you need a lot of luck as well in this game, too. And unfortunately, just some events there hasn't been on our side. But look, we've got to this stage, Johnny's got a northern title, you know, the Tarmac Championship, we're still top five there, and we're still two events left to go there as well. So there's still a lot to go for. So going down to Cork now, hopefully, we've got attitude now, and we'll just go again and see what happens. Yeah, like Johnny, like this year, you know, like has been a good year. Like, yes, we know Killarney wasn't ideal, but like the Irish rally now has got so competitive. Like, even like a, a slide way, like a puncher, anything, like, it can drop you from battling from the one to being in the, you know, the, the lower reaches of the top 10. Like, that, that's, you know, like it must be something else to be in the middle of all that battle. 
I think it's a great time to be doing the championships, especially the rallying over here is very strong at the moment. Um, that's what you want from a championship. You want there to be a lot of competitors. You want there to be a lot of close battles right to the field. And yeah, that does mean if you do run to some sort of issue, like a puncher or something like that, it does it does hurt you quite a bit. But at the same time, I think the the good thing is even when you're you'll always find somebody to race, which is good. Um, I mean, even I know doing the tarmac championship even a couple of years ago, I always had this knack of on the Sunday ended up in no man's land where I had nobody really. Nobody really behind me, but the guys in front of me were were half a minute up the road. And you kind of drive around Sunday, kind of bored, just driving around. But this the last probably two years, three years now, it's been really competitive. So it doesn't really matter where you are in the top ten. You'll always have somebody to have a battle with at some point in the event, which I think makes it a lot more enjoyable. You can sort of go there, and doesn't really matter how how much of a poor weekend you're having or or a good weekend you're having. You'll always have somebody to battle with, which is good. Yeah, and even the Northern Ireland Championship this year has been very much like that too. You know, like at the weekend you had Catherine and Desi, and earlier in the year, you know, Stephen Wright and guys. Like, so you know, it's not it's not even just at the top end of the the, the championship. This is going right through. Like, you even see the the national championship in Ireland as well. That, that there's great great competitiveness right across the board. I think so. It's 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 really says a lot of the strength of, of rallying in, in the country at the minute that basically any rally that's on is going to have a competitive field. Um, there's no rallies you can choose. There's no rallies you can sort of look at them and pick out all you can do a rally where there's not a whole lot of competitors and not a whole lot of R5 cars and things like that. You look at any rally bar, of course, like some of the single stages don't allow the R5 cars. If you look at any other event that runs, it's always going to have 10, 15, 20 R5 cars at it, which is which is fantastic. I think it's I think it shows that the the strength of the sport in, in this country and also the, the the sort of successfulness of the R5 category or the Rally 2 category as a whole. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's it's a good time to be involved, a good time to be in the middle of it. For sure, because, like, you know, even like a Fiesta, like, you know, even an Evo 1 Fiesta, like probably, what, 10-year-old now, like, in the right hands, it'll, you know, it may not be absolutely cutting edge, but it'll not be far away from, you know, with a good driver behind the wheel. Exactly. I think the, the class is so, so tightly regulated that, you're not going to see massive jumps. Obviously, some cars have slight advantages over certain different parts of stages and certain different rallies. But all in all, the cars are very, very close. You know, even if you say if you take what I sort of call the first, the first evolution of the R5 cars, the, the sort of the older Citroens and Peugeots and, and Fiestas, they're not a million miles away from from the modern cars. I mean, Gary proved that in Galway this year, and he was in the Mark One Fiesta, and he was right, right at the sharp end. So. I think that's a that's a good category that it's not evolving too fast. Yeah. You know, it's not creating massive gaps like the WRC cars used to do, where the second evolution of the WRC cars were massively quicker than the first. So I think that's a good thing. It means it sort of brings that if you have a uh, as you say a ten year old R five car, you can still truck these rallies and be competitive, which is exactly what you want anyway. Mm-hmm. For sure, and like now, from you know, even from a co-driver's point of view, like it has to be the the attention to detail that makes a difference. You know, it's not that you know that this guy has the the latest spec WRC car and he's competing against guys. It's cars at three, four years out of date. Every week, everything has to be every A has to be dotted, every T has to be crossed before you go to an event. Yeah, like the, your preparation before events too. Like at the minute now, I'm here getting ready for Cork and Ulster, you know, and we're looking back right in the stage, right? What notes have we got from last year? Okay, Johnny, dig out these onboards. Let's look back at these, you know, and everything has gotten so competitive now and all these wee things help. And as you say, like it, every, every little thing extra you can do or every wee bit more, it does help when we come 
come to the stage is obviously going down to Cork now for us. We probably well looking back on Johnny, you know he wouldn't have done a lot of the stage we're going this year. We saw we blank books going down, but the Ulster were probably a more familiar territory. We would have done three of the stages now from last year, so we'll try and get them notes back to this and all these things help. And like all the rest of the guys is doing similar as well. So it's just as you say, it's so so competitive, but. For me, that's kind of a bit of the enjoyment too because you get to dig out this stuff and see, oh, you know, I got that mark before Keith or I got that mark before Andy. Oh, Andy, did you know this? No, no, I knew that before you. And you get the lads' heads and mess about, you know, and it's enjoyable too, like I have to say. <laughs> I, and, the, you know, we, we keep coming back to it. You know, as much, yes, you're sort of racing against the cloak, but the crack and the banter you have between the stages, like nothing like winding each other up. And, like, you know, we've seen that with Paddy Robinson earlier or whatever, you know, there is great camaraderie between everybody. Yeah, I suppose, especially like in the Northern Ireland rounds this year, like, like obviously I would have called driven with Desi before and we'd know each other for years. Me and Paddy go back no time and even in the Tarmac Championship there now, like even at the start of stages and I guess when we went to Sligo as well, like Callum was down Sligo as well and Marion was all over and it was just the cracks been since Galway all, all year, like every between all the stages and even outside the rallies, like the mess just flying back and that's what you want too, you know what I mean? It makes the thing more enjoyable too and it makes the weekends more enjoyable when you're going there. Even if your things isn't going to plan, like the crack you're having with the boys, like it makes it all worthwhile too. Like. Yeah, like Johnny, like you, you, you know, from you come to an end of a stage, you've given it your all, and like if some boy takes five seconds of you or you takes five, you know what you've done to earn that time. So you have to have the respect for each and every other guy around you. I think so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's we've seen this year. There's been certain rallies that guys have went to and have just turned up, and you know, it's been it's been. Interesting to sort of sit there. You think you've done a good, as you say, you think you've done a good stage and you, you come out at the end of it and you realize you're five, ten seconds off the pace. And it does kind of sometimes it does surprise you. And then the next rally you go to, you're, you find you're, you're in the mix. It's, I think it's got that competitive now that it, you can't really afford to have an off day or an off rally because if you do, you're just, you're just dropping down the order again. So I think it's good. I think it's what, what every championship should, should hope for. And I mean, it's, it's great having such a, um, a good selection of people involved in the championship and you, you know, you're going to get a race everywhere you go and it's going to be good natured and good fun as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the, at the end of the day, it's, it's for everybody here, it's still a hobby. It's still a sport. And I think you need that aspect of it to, to carry forward. Um, I mean, it'd be a bit miserable if we're all competing and not talking to each other. I mean, it would be a bit of a long day. Like, so I think it, I think it does, it does help. You know what? When you come home from the ride, it does help the whole enjoyment factor. The fact that you can you can go there and you can have a bit of crack with the guys and sort of you know a bit of a slagging session and everything else you need to do, and it uh, it means when you sort of it does make it more enthusiastic and make you want to go back again. So it's it's uh, yeah, I think it's a good place to be, and that's I'm really enjoying them out. Yeah, because like you know there is what every rally you go to now there's what, at least ten, twelve guys that at least are thinking they're going to get a podium out of this. Like that speaks, you know, again, we keep going back to it, you know, the how how competitive it is. And like it's not the one make of a car, it's not one make a tire, you know, it's 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 just such a great spread, you know. You have you know, the Fiesta, you have the Citroen, the Polo, you know, Hyundai. Like it's you know, the R five rally two category has just brought new life to to rally and full stop, not just Irish rally. I think so. It's uh, yeah, it's been <clears throat> I mean, it took a while to get to get going. Obviously, back in the sort of 2016, 2017, when the first became the sort of top class in the Tarmac Championship, I think obviously a lot of people had their misgivings of of sort of going away from the WRC car era after mm-hmm. so long, where Ireland was kind of like at the top of the private here WRC car uh, pyramid, you know, with the most amount of cars and stuff. I think there was a lot of people didn't understand the category and didn't understand the class, but 
you know, to be fair, the guys and the guys are involved in the championship. They took the big step at the time to go R five, and yes, it took a few years with the sort of the naysayers, if you will, trying to peg it back. But I think long term, it's been the most successful thing the championship's ever done, mm-hmm. and hopefully the the class stays similar to the way it is for another couple of years to come and those sort of numbers and, and the strength of the, the strength and depth of the championship can stay can stay going i mean that's throughout that's ni championship irish national championship irish tournament championship everything really mm-hmm. um i think it's a good system it brings you gives you a car that in theory you can go and do pretty much any rally in europe now on this yeah you know you're going to have the top the top car in that class so it's yeah. to me it seems like a winner Yes, for sure. And even, you know, the introduction, you know, the right-hand drive car now is, you know, last year they were able to score points. You now have, you know, Gary Jennings has made the switch, Gareth McHale, you know, uh, Tim McNulty, you know, and great to see, you know, not just the, you know, the young guns coming up through, but the, the older heads there as well, and it's setting great times as well. Yeah, I think so. I mean, like, the, the, um, some of the guys have come back out of the championship for a few years you know, like you're saying, like you're saying about Gareth and stuff, and like the you can just see throughout the year the times get more and more competitive as they go, as with anything else. You know, being out of the sport for so long, it's going to take a while to even get used to the cars. Never mind being out of the out of the seat for a while. So, I mean, it's I think that's the good thing about the class is that it's sort of proven that it's adaptable. You can come into the cars within a few rallies, you can get on your feet and running with them. And mm-hmm. that's what you need. I think you need a great spectrum of of everybody. You need the guys. They've been out of the sport for a while coming back. You need the young guys coming in and from from the lower categories as well. And I think the whole thing just bonds together, makes for a makes for a great couple of rallies and great series. So yeah, hopefully I say hopefully it's it stays the way it is for a while. I know the FIA like to mess about with classes when they're hard to content. So hopefully they'll sort of this sort of system will stay going for a while longer and, and we can sort of keep enjoying it. Yeah. And now, you know, you know, you were realistic now that, you know, Malcolm Walsh is not going to come knocking at your door. Like, so to, you know, be out there with your mates doing what you're doing, it doesn't get better. Oh, it definitely doesn't. And I suppose like even there, like we were just chatting to Rory Kennedy there the last day and even he was saying like the way the R5 now was the most competitive rallying he's ever done. Which is, you know, when you see even the cars he's been sitting over the years and to be, as you say, to be doing that with such camaraderie on the stage and everything else like that. And like, I don't think rallying, Irish rallying has ever been in a healthier place. And just to touch on there, like you were saying about the competitors there, but when you see like the young ones coming up too, like you know, Ryan Call, young Caldwell coming up and a couple mm-hmm. other guys like that coming up too. There's so much promise coming up to the field there too. And things is only going to get better and better. And the rallies are going to get more exciting as the times go on. And it's just fantastic time to be rallying, you know, and like long may it continue. Yeah, like, you know, we're not even touching on, you know, like the MA Rally Academy, what that's doing. But, like, you know, even you mentioned there, like Ryan Caldwell, you know, uh, come Ryan Locker and Donegal, yeah. you know, like there, there's continuation. It's, you know, it's not just the, the elite band. There, like, there's a conveyor belt building up here. Like, and you could, never mind, you know, the Rally 4 category at the minute. Like, it's just mind-blowing. Them guys are, you know, fighting and like it's three, four seconds could be covering four of them. Yeah, like as you say, even like the junior cars coming up in the rally three cars there, like there's a lot of quick guys coming up to them classes as well. And I think that's a class now that's obviously going to grow stronger and stronger in the Tarmac Championship even next year because I see a couple more of them cars coming in Ireland this year now. So hopefully that's another class and that's the class you're going to be watching now for the upper, real up-and-comers coming up mm-hmm. as well. So um, yeah, no, it's a fantastic way that the sport is at the minute now too. And like, as I say, long may it continue. Yeah, and like then I suppose we could start wrapping up, Johnny. Like, as as a, you know, see it out the tournament championship, or have you any other thoughts really for the year ahead? Ah, uh, well, yeah, obviously we're, we're in for Cork, and then the plan would be Cork, then the Ulster, and then 
pretty much all that's wrapped up by the end of August. So I don't really know what we're going to do after that. <laughs> I need to find, find something to do. But um, obviously there's, there's Killarney Historics in, in the start of December, sort of end of November, start of December time would obviously be a target for us. Um, but yeah, there's there's the only downside of the, the round at the minute is we sort of have the NI Championship finishes in July and the, the Tarmac Championship finishes in August. So there is a bit of a, a condensed calendar and especially the last sort of two months have been quite heavy, you know, for, mm-hmm. for events, which you know, in ideal world you'd be more spread out than that. So it kind of means you get to you get to the end of the August and you, you sort of everything sort of comes to a stop and then you wonder what to do next. So um <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll get we'll so, so we'll get the end of August, and then we'll have a look and see see where we're at and go from there. But I said there's uh, might just be a time to just take stock and try and rebuild everything after that. But uh, no, we'll we'll just go and see what happens. And I say it's been a good season so far. So hopefully we can get uh, get another couple of rallies done before the end of the year and just go out and enjoy them. And hopefully have a few good results along the way. Uh, thanks to the lads there. You know, for, you know, keep saying this. What other sport would you get a chance to talk to? You know, the top tier. You know. Directly after the event like that there, you know, fantastic. Really appreciate them all taking the time. Uh, then I also got a chance to catch up with uh, Paul Woodford, who was over as part of the special stage team over covering the down rally from the UK, that part of that uh, pro tyre uh, asphalt championship. Uh, Paul's first time in Ireland in all these years covering rally, and it was, I find that so hard to believe. But to say he was impressed is, to put it mildly. And then also we catch up with them, the micro challenge, you know, we keep harping on about this micro challenge as well. I, you know, I, I'm just fascinated by it. Um, so we get a chance to catch up with Dominic Hodges and Damien Fleming from it. Paul, um, down rally at the weekend. What can we say? Uh, I think it's fair to say it blew your socks off. Yeah, I mean, talking of blues, it's Tuesday. I've still got the rally blues. <laughs> It had a little bit of everything, um, and it was my first time in Ireland, and it's somewhere I've always wanted to go. Don't ask me why I've not managed to get there, um, but I haven't, and now I have. Um, it was really good. It was one of the best rallies I've done for a long time. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like you said, don't ask you why, but why? <laughs> why is taking you like you've been, you know, you've been special stage presenter now for twelve, fifteen years? I think it seems almost impossible that you haven't managed to do an event over here before? Well, if you think about it practically, <laughs> the very lovely Breed Deary was my co-presenter. And of course, she's already over there. <laughs> so um, when we were covering the uh, Ashfeld Championship in the first place, um, Breed was my co-presenter, so she would do the Irish rounds. I, I used to present a few of them um, for the highlight shows from a distance. Um, and then this time around, Mark James um, is presenting the Asphalt Championship and it just happens that um, I've dropped in for this round, one of the few rounds that I'm doing this year, which is great. And when we did the British Rally Championship a few years ago, um, I wasn't on location for some of the rounds and it just so happened that every time it fell wrong. So. <laughs> but, like, you know, like Lisbon, uh, like the whole town or city, like really has taken the down rally to its heart. Like you see it right from you know like the, the the city hall, like the way that and that the service area right in the middle of the city, like that is that's what rallying should be doing. That's we we don't need to hide rallying out in a deserted like uh, industrial estate out in the outskirts of town. No, no. Um, one of my best memories as a kid is, in fact, one of my earliest memories I think of watching a rally was the Northumberside stages in my hometown of Hull. And they used to start on a big start ramp like we had in Lisbon uh, next to the station in whole city centre. The cars would roll off, drive through the city centre. And Roger Clark and his two sons, Ollie and Matthew, were doing the rally. And I just remember 
stood there awestruck that this was happening in my city where normally I'd be stood impatiently waiting for my mum to finish in the shops or whatever. Just brilliant. And rally cars on the road. Um, it's just something so special. But the thing that really grabbed me, Kevin, on Friday night, we went to the ceremonial start. Now, it was lashing down. It was biblical. And we weren't looking forward to it because it was just so wet. And we thought it was going to be a washout. And we were just getting ready to go, getting the live cameras ready. And uh, there was no one there. And I just thought, this is going to be a real damp squib. I'm not really going to want to show this off because it's not really the best like to show our sport in turned around a minute later it's full of people <laughs> umbrellas everywhere kids everywhere and they stayed right until the very last car which was the blue rear-wheel drive peugeot 205 now you know the stars if you like had gone through long yeah. before and in most ca- occasions everyone would have disappeared off um but they didn't the crowd stayed until the very last car and it was just remarkable, the passion um, and the atmosphere you could feel, even though it was raining. And it, it felt like we were part of a community. It was brilliant. Yeah, I think that, you know, we're, we're, we're probably like so used to it now. We don't get the, the full go of it. But there's something very special about the rally community because, you know, we've talked to other competitors and they say, you know, if something happens the way that other competitors pull in around. And it's fantastic to see, you know, the, the ordinary Joe public coming in and seeing what's so special about our, our sport. Yeah, and I think that's that's what it's all about. I spoke to um I spoke to a few people. I've been really impressed with Lisbon City Council, um Lisbon and, and Castle Ray Council, but particularly the people that run the social media who I did meet, um and uh John Laverty who's in charge of regeneration for the city, they were just so behind it and they were there. You know, they were there flagging cars off, taking pictures. And the city itself made such a big deal of the rally on social media. And uh, even my local rally in the championship, the uh, East Riding Stages, the regroup East Riding Stages, first round of the series, did a really good job um, of, of getting lots of space, lots of great roads to use. And they used the city centre, the town centre, as it is where we are. Um, but the, the town didn't necessarily get behind it quite like Lisbon did this time. Um and that was what made it so different and so special. Yeah, and you know, to have the like, you know, you put wee videos there on social media. Like, you know, the, the rally cars driving in around, you know, along with the normal traffic. You know, you have some guy going out to buy a pint of milk and like a, a Polo R five trundled along behind them. You know, like that's you know the wee things that will spark somebody else's imagination. That might turn out to be somebody that'll come along and marshal at another event. There could be you know a timekeeper in in the making. We just don't know where these people are going to come out of. Yeah, absolutely. I frustrated um, our producer Wayne Goldring because just as we were about to go live for the uh, for the finish to do the interviews, I disappeared off because I wanted to get a shot of the top few cars driving through the city centre. So I was <laughs> stood there. Um, I looked to my right and there were three young kids and I looked to my left and there were another couple of young kids and there's me in the middle and we were all just filming the rally cars in the city centre. <laughs> and I realised at that point that actually I've never really grown up since that moment on the North Side stages and I'm still excited by rally cars driving through the city. Yeah, like, but like, you know, this is our heroes, these guys, you know, like we, you know, even to this day, I look up to, you know, the top guys or anybody competing that has, you know, the wherewithal to go and do the sport they love to do and compete at you know at any level you know that's you have to take your hat off to those guys because like, what they're putting on the line to go down that stage as far as they can whether it's an apollo or a mark ii escort or a starlet or a mini you know 
Yeah, yeah. I did. The stages were awesome as well, weren't they? It's, yeah. Especially in those conditions, um, formidable. But that doesn't stop, for the most part, the rest of the sport going unnoticed by the majority of the population. So, yeah. you know, there are awesome rallies all over the place. I mentioned the Reed Group, he's riding stages. I was so proud of that as my local event. And the, the Beverly and District Motor Club did such a fabulous job of it. But beyond the, the actual fan zone and the bit on the day, you know, people around me didn't really know much about it. Yeah. And um, there wasn't really any chatter about it. I stopped for a coffee when I got out of the airport in Belfast and in the coffee shop, I was wearing my pro tire motorsport jacket and had a program under my arm. And the lady in the coffee shop wanted to talk about the rally and she wanted to know where it was going and um, was what round of the championship was it. She knew who Johnny Greer was. And yeah, you know, it was just incredible. I turned up at the council offices and the, the lady sat behind the desk in the, in the council offices there in, in Lisbon um, knew everything about the rally. You know, she knew who I was. She knew that I was part of the TV crew because someone must have mentioned it. And she she pointed out where I needed to be. And everyone just seemed so behind it. It just seems like such a, a big deal, which it wouldn't automatically be, even if, and they were, the stages were awesome. It doesn't make it automatically a big deal to local people, does it? No, no, it's the way that the way the community embraced it as well as much as everything else. And then, you know, you mentioned the stages, you know, the Hamilton's Folly has to be up there with the best stages in Ireland at the very least, you know. It's like, and then you know, and then the, the weather conditions. Like we couldn't have predicted, you know. On Friday evening, you talked about the biblical rain. We were convinced yeah. it was going to be a washout on Saturday, but in fairness, it wasn't as bad as what we thought. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. We were actually quite lucky, weren't we? It rained a little bit in Stage Six in Buckshead where we were, but um. I'm a bit disappointed because I went all the way there for the first time in Ireland and I didn't go to Hamilton's Folly because Phil Bramill, my co-presenter, by the way, did a marvellous job from Hamilton's Folly, I've got to say. Um, he got that one. So uh, we, we got Buckhead, which actually was really good, the first part. And again, we were studying somebody's drive um, and we were a little bit worried because the uh, the house wasn't occupied and it was like, oh, do we, do we park in this driveway? Anyway, next door neighbour came out and he was like, oh, don't worry about them. Uh, they've moved out for the weekend, but they said it's fine. And he was, he was like, do you want anything? And he even brought his dog out to introduce them, the dog to us, which was great. Yeah, yeah like, you know, where else do you get it? <laughs> you know, this is it. You know, because like we, you know, we often talk in this podcast about sport, you know, the rallying. Like, for you, you know, to go and see your heroes, but like even the guy that's run number 129 on the road, he's getting to drive the same stages as car number one. That's like, you know, going to Old Trafford, you know, you as a, like a, a guy going out and kicking the ball about on a Sunday will never get that opportunity where you will you'll get to be able to do the same stages as your heroes. Like that's and and then yeah. meet the people along the, you know the, the side of the road who will bring you a cup of tea, who will you know stand and have a yarn with you, and you'll always find the connection with those people. The only place I've ever had that kind of community feel before on a rally has been Jersey. Um, it was a similar thing. In fact, we were in a garden and they asked if we'd mind if they played croquet while we were filming and they brought pims out and everything it was lovely um, didn't, didn't get croquet and pims um in Buckhead on, on on the down rally but you know we would welcome it at, at future rounds of course i mean it's the keradigion next so if anybody wants to bring us pims um we, we will gladly welcome that with our arms. but no, it, it was just it was just fantastic and actually you mentioned about you know car 129 or whatever um Actually, the guys at the back of the field, and uh, I shared a picture of the Nova GSI um, because that was so impressive. The guys at the back of the field were just as on it as at the front of the field. And take nothing away from 
you know, any rally entry, because as you say, everybody's paid their entry fee. Mm -hmm. Everybody's pushing as hard as they are comfortable pushing. Yeah. And it's always entertaining. It doesn't matter how fast the rally car's yeah. going. Rally yeah. car's a rally car on the rally yeah. stage. But more than any rally I've ever seen, the back of the field were pushing so hard. The micro challenge yeah. was sideways. In that first stage of ours, there was it felt like there was more jeopardy and more chance of some rearrangement of the, the local walls with, um, you know, car one, two, five than it did, uh, you know, with the front yeah. of the field. Everyone was pushing so hard. It was brilliant. That's mm -hmm. exactly what we want from Irish rally. That's for sure, for sure. And you just mentioned the micro challenge. That has been the revelation here in Ireland this year. They, that's, you know, it was two, two events on the, the circuits, two on the roads now, and then they're going to finish off the year with two on the gravel. And, they, you know, I think it's just, I think it's fantastic. They're, you know, they're all more or less the same spec cars. Some are wide bodied, some are just still the standard track. But they, I think it's class, though. It's just brought a new energy to the championship. Yeah, I mean, we all, well, most of us started rallying in either a 205 GTI or a, a Micro. And in my case, it was a Micro. And they're just a, a really good car for rallying. They're so synonymous with the sport. You've had such big names. I mean, we saw the Nissan Motorsport color scheme cars, didn't we? Um, Stephen Whitworth and, and the guys. Um, and, and, you know, Mark Higgins and people like that. We all played the games on the PlayStation. Yeah. Um, it was fantastic. And those cars have finally got a home. And, and, you know, I must admit, I didn't know anything. I feel as guilty about this as I do about not going to Ireland before mm -hmm. becoming 38 years old. But um, the micro challenge wasn't something I knew about until I started researching this event. And I just thought, where has it, where has it been all my life? Where has it been for the rest of this year? I've not seen it. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. And we had some of our guys over, Dominic Hodge, Stefan Arn, our 2016 Rally First champions in the BTRDA were out there in their wide body mm -hmm. micro. And I can mm -hmm. see it really catching on. It could be something that, that does come over to England as well. And we have a few rounds in the mm -hmm. uh, in the Pro Tire Championship to mix and match, really good. Yeah, and the the, the white body car, they look so aggressive as well too, don't they? You know? <laughs> Anybody who's watched any of uh, our special stage coverage that I've been presenting knows that I have two very big, very nerdy weaknesses when it comes to rally cars. One is an Escort Cosworth, and by the way, we need an Escort Cosworth challenge next, please. <laughs> uh, the second one is the Nissan My Cricket cars because. Ah, Formula Two and the kit car era was that was when I was growing up watching rallying, yeah. and they're just fantastic cars. And I, I've seen some real giant killing and some real heroics in in wide arch micros over the years. I don't even care if it's not a real kit car. If it looks yeah. like one, that is good enough for me. Yeah. And if there's ten of them, then that's amazing. I'm in micro heaven. Mm -hmm. For sure, for sure. And like you know, the Pro Tire Championship has you know, as the last couple of years, it's really starting to gain momentum again. And like it must be great from you know your point of view. You've so much more now to talk about. Yes, I mean the Pro Tire. Um, it wasn't the Pro Tire then. I'm delighted to say it's now. But the the Asheville most what you can Asheville Rally Championship was where it really kicked off for us on special stage and. Um, we've done a few one-off events in the BTRDA, but the first full-time um, professional, if you like, um, gig we got was that one. And it was in the era of John Stone, Stephen Simpson, Melvin Evans, John Indry. And I'm pleased to say that, you know, some of those characters, in fact, some of them you'll recognise from the yeah. down rally entry, some of them are still out there doing the business in the championship. And it feels like we've come on a real journey with the pro tire um, mm -hmm. championship um, Paul Morris, Paul Wakeley and, and Donna Preston, the three coordinators behind the scenes in that championship. I have never, I posted afterwards actually in the WhatsApp group we've got for the championship. I have never seen three people work so hard behind the scenes and people, you know, volunteers, you know, work mm -hmm. so hard. Yeah. Take, take your hat or every single one of them. But these guys just never switch off. They are constantly on it and they do not stop. 
until the job's done and they care from start to finish they we go for dinner and they're still on it they're still sorting stuff they're still what can we do next what we do in the next round they were on the phone actually to pat Marchbank of the northwest stages that's not till next season and uh paul was on the phone to her while we were at dinner on the on the friday night in the indian and you know it's just remarkable how hard these people have worked and i think it's really just reward for them to see the profile that the championship is gaining and it must be so good for the sponsors to have the coverage and the excitement that the championship has got back as you say it's really got its legs again and you know i'm delighted that pro tire have got their hat in the ring because they are absolutely the right name to have above our door um you know and all the other sponsors as well Mm -hmm. fantastic yeah because like you know the live coverage you know what your guys are bringing to the championship that you know it's taken the beyond the you know the small circle that's putting it live out there on social media that you know the again the joe public public can come tune in and find out what's going on yeah and um, we saw that as a bit of responsibility on our shoulders to be honest when that technology first became available um we don't do it on mobile phones and it's fine if people do we wanted to make it as good a quality production as we possibly could so that people did tune in and the casual observers wouldn't just tune straight out again. Um, and I mean, there's a behind the scenes feature coming up in the Seacon UK rally show, which goes out on special stage and on Sky and Freeview channel sporty stuff next Friday, the first Friday of every month. Um, and it's a behind the scenes um, feature from the Kielder Forest rally, but it was just we thought we'd better show you what we a bit of what we do because we've got satellite uplinks. In fact, we had two satellites, one per stage at the weekend. We've got um, a myriad of equipment. Wayne Goldring has designed his own mobile studio, and I, we can't even show images of what's in it because there's so much um, bespoke technology in there, which has just taken you know basically 15 years of investment to get to this point, um, and it's just great to be able to do that and to be able to string multi-cameras together and um to be able to have the sort of shots we had and do the justice to those fantastic northern irish lanes at the weekend brings it home to you all the effort all the research all the planning all the prep that goes into putting that coverage together but yeah it, the live coverage has really brought it to life and you know matt cotton uh, and bex hinton as well from mcr motorsport media uh, they were there with race and rally again doing the end of stage stuff and, and they do a great job as well it's great to yeah. be teaming back up with them don't, don't often get a chance to team up that often on events anymore but we used to a lot um and uh yeah it was great to be part of a, a, a really good all-round media package that seemed to go down really well with you know hardened rally fans and casual yeah. rally fans and uh, uh, and you're, get, you're getting the chance to tell the whole story. You know, it's okay, yeah, you can see a car going down the stage, but they, you know, Bex and, and Matt at the end of the stage, they're finding out, you know, how the times and, you know, did they have a spin before they seen, you know, come into view with you or whatever. So it's, yeah. it's, it's telling the story of the event as it happens. Yeah, and, you know, as, as good as our stage side coverage can be, I cannot possibly get a cheeky wink out of Claire Williams from the side <laughs> of the stage. There's only so much you can do. There's only so much I can do. I mean, I like to think she is giving us a cheeky wink as she flies past, but yeah, uh, I think she's yeah. got a bit more to concentrate on at that point. Alan Carmichael probably hopes so, wouldn't we? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Claire Williams is giving us a cheeky wink as they go past us, something severe. severe. Yeah. <laughs> so, where now for the the Pro Tire Championship? Where what's the remaining rounds now? 
Uh, we've got two remaining rounds of double header uh, because Otterburn was cancelled, unfortunately. Venue, hopefully, we haven't lost, but certainly from this year's calendar, we have because of military activity. Um, but we've got two rounds on Rally Keradigion, which um, some may remember when it first started a couple of years ago as uh, Rally Bay oh, yeah. um, Keradigion. Um, again, cracking event. Um, Mr. Dukes and his team do a sterling job. And again, it's an event that gets everything thrown at it. Um, so it'll be a really fitting end to the championship. A double header as well. When we've got the title going down to the wire, will be exciting. You know, a bit like it did in the Manx. It'll add a, a little bit of strategy and drama to how the top competitors in, in all the classes uh, play out that weekend. But yeah, it's going to be good. And actually, although Mark James is back in action, um, his rightful place on the championship that weekend, I believe. Um, we're also out, so we've got a few crews out that weekend. It's going to be uh, a, a blaze of glory for the championship, hopefully, at the final round. Excellent. Well, Mark, hopefully we'll be watching anyway and keeping an eye on it. And no doubt there'll be a story to be told and your guys from Special Stage will bring that story to us all. Yeah, we'll do our very best to make sure you do check out the Seacon UK show a week on Friday because I believe that will have the down rally um coverage in it i'm sure it will we've got enough time to edit it together before then haven't we produce the way i can't remember what the schedule is for that rally and i've only just done the uh, camera pieces for it, but, um, it, it definitely it's uh, there's some tarmac and some gravel in there and uh it's yeah. uh it's going to be a good show and uh thank you i just want to say while we're doing this because you'll have a lot of um viewers who are in northern ireland thank you to everybody who got behind the rally this weekend and thanks for everyone to making all of us welcome all of the pro time, Motorsport UK, Asphalt Rally Championship crews, the TV crew, um, all of us, because we have had an absolute ball. And that is very definitely the first of many visits to your beautiful part of the world. Excellent. Well, don't make sure it's not another 12 or 15 years before you return, Paul. We'll do this in person next time, yes, shall we? Absolutely. I, get, I had so much time yes. to kill when I got off the plane. Yes. Wayne was out wrecking in the stages and I just missed him. I didn't have a car. So I was just mm -hmm. wandering around Lisbon, which was lovely, but yes. I would have liked to have uh, sat and talked rally cars. So we'll do that next time. Perfect. That's a, that's a deal. <laughs> so welcome along now, Dominic and Damien. He has competed in the Down Rally at the weekend and part of the Micro Challenge. Dominic, not your first time in the, in the Micra. Uh, one of your first, was it your first time in Ireland? Absolutely, first time in Ireland. That was a baptism of fire and then some. I mean, woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, my history with Micras go back, A, to the initial Micra challenge back 27-odd years ago when I first met Stevie Whitford. I was eligibility scrutineer for the Micra challenge. Ooh, that you know shows my age and a bit of all the rest of it um but i made friends again with micras about probably seven ten years ago when i wanted to get rallying again kids have grown up eventually they're now paying their way not too much of bank of mum and dad any longer um and got a micro and then met up again with matt humphreys humphreys of oxford um, at the time, because they, initially he was a Nissan dealer, not any longer. He was then Seat and, and Mitsubishi, I think, something like that. Um, so he's gone round a bit for the circle. We had one or two interesting things. He came out, helped me, supported me, and it grew from there. Um, the crowning glory for me was winning the Rally First Championship in 2016 with a Micra. 
Um, that's that was quite interesting. Definitely one. You know, it's very amusing when you get young people like Damien coming up and I'm taking my helmet off and I'm just beating a couple of seconds in a stage. Dominic <laughs> Hodge, and there's a definite face fall as well. Oh, yes. Um, then that car got sold and I've ended up with this rather nice wide track. We've done a couple of three years in the in the forests, um, but it is expensive. I don't <laughs> rallying is an expensive hobby. We all understand that, but boy, is it expensive. Yeah. So that's that's my history with micros. Probably about ten years owning them. They're lovely. They're nice and predictable. They are, I say, affordable. It's debatable where you're coming from. But you can get all the bits. Matt Humphreys is stunning because he helps look after the car. Um, I don't say I have all the latest bits of it, far from it, um, but it's it's reliable, and that's the key thing. You know, you're spending lots of money entering a rally. The last thing you want to do is on the first or second stage it to go bang. I mean, that's just soul destroying. You go home and commit suicide. Not good. Not good. Yeah. And Timmy, we're, we're well used to seeing you in in the passenger seat, uh, but you made the swap at the weekend. Uh, like you started out as a driver a long, long time ago, but it's been co-driving for a good few years. Uh, but from this micro challenge, was able was the the temptation to get you back in the driver's seat. It was. Um, I always wanted to go back out driving, Kevin, but it was never ever like it, it was always too too expensive. I could never justify the you know the the money like. And um, now it was navigating for me. And then when when I heard this micro challenge, it really, really grabbed me. Like I was interested straight away because I'll always support anything to do with affordable rallying. Now, look, as Dominic said, rallying is very, very expensive. But this for me is definitely the most affordable way of rallying. Like at the end of the day, you can go down to the to the scrap dealer and get an engine like a block and a head, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're not going over to, to know, Ryan Millington and these boys spending thousands upon thousands. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, like I, heard, I heard about the challenge and I ended up doing the tourist burns with Garrett Deasley and I witnessed the whole thing, like, and I was really, really grabbed by it. No, I was interested in it, but I, I had no intention of buying a car until I saw... Barry advertised the car, and before I knew it, I was in <laughs> You're the car. down the road with one. <laughs> and I had a micro. <laughs> yeah, like we we know that the, the kind of the concept with the you know the guys that organised it, you know the, the ones in Balnehinch Motor Club and all. It was the kind of the thought process was to get a, a challenge up and run, try and attract young blood, that, you know, make it affordable. Not only is it attracting young blood, but it's getting old hands back into the sport again too, which is. Like from Dominic, from your point of view, you know, you, you admit yourself you're not in your first flush of youth, but to go out there and you know compete against the young guys, it's 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 great crack for everybody. Absolutely, I mean, I think I think the thing that with any one make style series challenge is you've got rid of I can buy my way out of or into success. Um, Damon's just said. Rallying is expensive, so it's learning and working how to get the best, it's my favourite, value for money. How can I get, without whatever, value for money? And people say to me, why don't you have a quicker car? 
my response to that is, hang on, I get more seat time than you do in your quick cars. I'm sitting in my car going as fast as I can, and I have far more time in my car and therefore more enjoyment than your good gentleman in his R5 car going like hell down the road and finishing 10 minutes earlier than me do than I do. You know, what's the point of that? Plus, Damon said, you can go down the scrapyard, you can get an engine, you can rebuild it. All the technology there, nothing is too complex. It can be done. One mate championships are fantastic as a leveler. Yes. Me for being an old man, the car is easy to drive. I used to have a 205, you know, three bumps. You're in a ditch with a 205. Everybody knows that. Um, I can't, my brain can't keep up with that. With a Micra, it's predictable, it lands, it's square. And if it does do something, I haven't got mine set up like a race, like a go-kart. It's a bit softer. I can catch it. I can do something with it. And hopefully we don't end up looking thick. You know, the weekend, third third in the, in the micro challenge, stunning. I never anticipated that coming over here. Never. Yeah. Never. Yeah. And like that, that's the great thing. Like it's, it's, you know, it's affordable, yes, to a point. But it's everyone's out the same car. You know, as you say, deep pockets is no benefit to you. Um, like Damien, for you, your first time out, you finish fourth. Like that, you, you know. There's very few other, you know, uh, categories you could step into and be at that. You know, if you're in a class, say class twelve, class thirteen, you would need to be out. You know, you know, nearly every weekend to be on that pace to to even be inside the top five. To so to come away with fourth, you have to be delighted with that. I was very happy with that. I didn't. I did. I went there with the intention of just driving around and finishing because. First time left hand drive as well. Look, I and look the stage was very tricky. Like Hampton's Folly is a is a is a hairy stage for a first rally, like with all the bumps and jumps. But I must say, I always knew the micros were good to handle. But I was very very surprised with with how good it actually was. Yeah, and like you, you, you know, you said there too. Like, how good they are to handle this is the car that started now mcshay you know mark fisher stevie watford you know the the the, the one make challenge is almost a no-brainer because uh, you know it's where all the good drivers come out of like you know even the colin mccray you know uh richard burns every, you know uh, ryan champion the list goes on and on and on it comes out of a one make championship it's a great thing for for youth and for the experienced driver it's you know you, the car is the same as regardless of who you are or what you are. And it gives you the chance then to compete at a somewhat affordable level yeah. against top drivers. Like Stephen Whitford, a very, very experienced top driver. Do you know, David Croston is also yeah. entered in the championship. I know he didn't start the last day. Philip Morrow. Like, usually if you want to compete against these guys, you need a couple of hundred thousand. Like. Yeah. Right. And, and, and Stanley Orr as well. Like, I know a man has been there. They're, they're and they're the shirt, you know, so, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I, thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, but I hope Stanley's okay. I heard he didn't start because he had a bump to his head. I hope he's oh. recovered. Oh, hopefully, hopefully, yeah. You know, but like what Stanley has done over the you know the last few years, like you know, is is unbelievable. You know, Stevie Watford is a, a legend in these parts, and like for them to get jump into a micro and go out and have the day's fun, and like the same as yourself, done like give the young guys a run for their money. It's fantastic, really, isn't it? Ah, oh, it's yeah, it's stunning. I mean, Damien, your first time in a car and left hand drive. I thought about left hand drive car. Nah, <laughs> I can. You know. 
I've, I've worked in Germany. I can drive a left-hand drive car, but not quickly. <laughs> I'm either in the ditch or not in the ditch, and it's no good. <laughs> to be honest, I, I never wanted a left-hand drive car, but it, it's just the way it happened. Like, And to be honest, I actually don't think it's too bad. Maybe it's because it's a small car. Like, I've sat inside in R5 cars, and there's no way in God that I don't know. I don't know how they drive them, left-hand drive. But anyway, the Micra, it seems to be handy enough to drive left-hand drive, to be honest. And, you yeah. know, I have to say about the wide-bodied Micra, what an aggressive-looking wee car, too. You know, it looks the part. It looks like a rally car, too. You know, you have so yeah, many cars now that just, like, you know, the new R4, even the Rally 3 cars, it, it just looks like a, an ordinary road car, where the Micra looks aggressive. Yeah, well, that was one of the things for me. I always had a soft spot for a, a wide-track Micra kick car, and it was actually a gas when we bought it. We were looking at trailers, and I was told to get a small trailer. And we just said we'd 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 measure. I said we'd measure the car before we get a trailer. And Rodney Stewart uh, realised that the car was as wide as a, a modified Escort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like so, Dominic, you've got your appetite with it now in the Irish Rallying. There's still a couple more rounds of this Maker Challenge to go. Would you be tempted to return? I've got to have a look in my piggy bank. I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if my pension goes that far. I mean, the hot, the the, the, uh, the Downs Rally was all was not planned at all this year. I mean, okay, um, Matt had, and talking to Steve a lot and selling parts and all the rest of it, and Steve said, "Come on, you can come across." And I said to Matt, "You should go across with a van um, and just go and see some of your customers. You've got a lot of customers over in in, in Ireland." You should at least go and see them. If you don't want to go by yourself, I'll come with you. And that's all I said to him. Um, and then it grew and grew. And he said, come on, I'll pay some money. You're coming with me. And I'm thinking, oh, bloody hell. <laughs> and once you're in, you're in. So it's been a bit of a shock. It was a, it was a, quite a shock because it was only taken – the decisions only made about three, four weeks ago of actually, okay, we're going to enter it, we're going to do it. Um Stefan Art has gone on to other things as a navigator. Um, I was too slow in booking him up this year. He's going to drive in basically a works driving an R2 car in the BTRDA on the forest, but he was willing to come out. It was his wife's birthday on the Sunday after the rally, so he flew back at 6 o'clock in the morning <laughs> to get back home for about 8 o'clock. So, you know, it was all a bit of a, a, bit of a challenge. Am I tempted? Yeah, of course I'm tempted. Can I afford it? Sharp intake of breath. <laughs> the only upside, well, the upside is it's forest. But the trouble is I've sold all my forest stuff, having now decided that, you know, I'll keep the wide track, we'll do this. I've got rid of all it. I've gone tarmac, tarmac, and tarmac, <laughs> even though we need the forest suspension and all the rest of it. And, uh, no. and Dominic, you've no Lampard now for the bushwhacker. Now, this is true. <laughs> do you want it is the question. I mean, well, I, I'll go and well, fetch it and get up here. We're trying to get a deal. We're trying to get a deal done this Lampard. <laughs> <laughs> Why is the bush bushwhacker at night? It's on the Friday night. Yep. Uh -huh. I'm going to waggle my head in a negative manner and say, "Fine, great. Maybe, maybe we come back and do Dan's next year." But I don't think anything more this year. It's it's an added complication with bringing a van and a trailer and all the rest of it. And is there any um? Any recking done on these other two rallies, or is it just straight notes? 
strip note, doesn't it? They mean there's no yeah. yeah it's very hard. You, you get the DVD. Yeah, yeah, DVD of of Patterson or the uh, other guys. Yeah, uh huh, yeah. So, like, Damien, you're looking for a, a light pod, so that take it. You're, well, you're for the you're for the bushwhacker. <laughs> I wasn't going to do the two gravel rallies because I have a lot happening at the minute. I have the Tullamore show coming up, and I'm going to Greece. I have a family wedding in Greece, and we're also going to the WRC in in September. So there's a lot going on, but I'm going to try. Um, I'm going to try do both events if I can. Yes. Mm-hmm. So Once I get the, the, the lamp out after Dominic now. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, like, the, you know, the championship has obviously pulled you in. Like, uh, you know, you, you have been embraced by that, you know, that family atmosphere. And like, I, I also believe that you helped to tow in, um, what you call them, the Dowds. Like, you... <laughs> You you could have been and you could have been third overall really at the weekend, but you know that shows the sportsmanship that's involved in rallying that you were able to help somebody else, another competitor, you know, to get to the finish. Results have gone final, haven't they, Damien? Yeah, but that, that's what rallying's all about, isn't it? Helping out your fellow competitor. But it's like this: I saw him pulled in, and look, it was the right thing to do. Like you yeah. know, good sportsmanship. He he was the quickest man on the stages, and he deserved to be on the podium. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I pulled him up I was, the street. I was, I was more than happy to cross the finish line in one piece. Yeah, for sure. And like, yeah. don't like, isn't that really? That's what you know. Like, you've been rallying and been about rallying for years. You know, what other sport are you going to get that? And you know, nobody else would do that for you in any other sport. No, that's very true. It's the same as I pulled him up the up the hill and, uh, to get over the finish ramp because he was worried about his engine. But yes, absolutely. And yeah, I could have been second. As, you, as Damien said, the, the fight takes place on the stages, not on everything else. Yeah. Thanks again there to the lads for that now. Um, on then, Emma Kelly was on last Sunday as well. You know, for a mini-stage event, it attracts the cream of modifying rallying, you know, from across, you know, Ireland. You know, great to see, you know, we have probably the strongest modified field that has been in years. And I don't know what the appeal is in Emma Kelly to bring them down. But they keep going back year after year after year, and for, you know what a brilliant result you know to see Rob Duggan and Mickey Galvin go out, and they, for the two of them, it was fun, and they just seemed to just really really enjoy the day. Uh, must be frustrating for the other guys that's trying their hardest, <laughs> but just to see the smile in their faces and the crack they had, and you know I'll let the two guys tell the story because it's a brilliant story. Yeah, definitely, yeah. Um, it was nice to get the, the first kind of, I suppose, overall win. I suppose I've won in Killarney and uh, the Historics and the Modifieds, but first overall win at the rally, it was uh, nice to get it and uh, a nice finish to a busy weekend for myself and Mikey. But um, yeah, lovely to be back to the winning ways in the Mark too, and uh, two good results in Ravens Rock in here. So yeah, we're, we're happy with progress so far. Yeah, and like you know, against top line competition as well, you know, it wasn't a handy one there on Sunday earlier. Like you know, you have Eddie Doherty who's really come to the top of his game. Yeah, yeah, you know, Frank Kelly. You know, the list goes on. There's you know six, seven guys there. Jason Black, all guys that's you know at the top of the game this year. So it's good to see that you're you know you've been away for a while, but you haven't lost the edge. Yeah, no, definitely. There was anyone there in the top ten or fifteen cars was. Uh, very capable of winning, and we knew that going up there. I suppose we didn't have the the best prep going into the, the Sunday morning, but um, 
Yeah, look, we, we, we just said we go up and do do what we always do, try and go go hard from the work, go and see can we match the boys in anyway, the first ones in the morning and see where we go from there. But um yeah, it seemed to work pretty well. It was very calm in the car and we seemed to have two fastest times on the two first stages and uh, it just kinda went from there. We kinda got some bit of a lead and it was just a case of managing it then for the week for the, the, the weekend after that and yeah, it was it was pretty pretty Cool came and collected. We weren't, we were under no pressure. Myself, Mikey, just kind of go with the flow. And yeah, of course, when the helmet goes on, you want to go hard. But other than that, we were just out to, to have a bit of fun and finish off a, a good stag weekend for Mikey. Yeah, like Mikey, yeah, I suppose if anybody doesn't know about this stage, you're getting married now in a couple of weeks. You had the big stag party on Friday night. Probably, yeah. not, probably not a greatest idea to go rallying on a Sunday, but you know, probably a good idea in paper. But then when it comes to reality, it's maybe not the, the smartest move. <laughs> well, it was a good a good way to freshen up anyway. But it's, it's uh, very impressive how much how much coverage the uh, the stag in the wedding is getting. Um, but I oh, know we were we were good. We were good. We were out Friday night. We had a great time. Big uh, group of best friends. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, Rob asked me would I do the rally, and I said it would. Of course, I would, because. Uh, we don't get that chance often for the two of us to rally. Um, two of us started rallying 10 years ago, 11 years ago, actually. No. Um, we don't get that chance to go very often now. So, of course, I grabbed the opportunity and said, let's go do it. You know, uh, We knew what weekend it was going to be as well. But we <laughs> said, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Uh, but we had a great time. Fantastic time in the car. Um, you know, We spent a lot of time in cars. But as I said, it's 10 years ago. So it's nice to come back. And then to go out and win the rally was, you know, you couldn't write it. It was brilliant. Yeah, and like, you know, if anybody doesn't know the background, just guys yeah, started, you know, years ago. Like you were in the same uh, play school together, right through exactly, national yeah. school, right through. Like so, that's <coughs> you know that we hear often hear the same best friends rallying, but you just are that, that is, exactly you know, that, that, yeah. that encapsulates just a T, doesn't it? Yeah, we were uh, we were junior infants together, as was Noel O'Sullivan. Um, <laughs> If everyone doesn't know that by now, but we were, yeah, we were all in junior infants together and we were obsessed, obsessed by rallying. Um, so to be where we are now, I suppose, is a bit of a dream come true. Um, it is, it is something, something amazing and it doesn't happen very often. Um, like me and Noel got to, got to compete in the British Championship yeah. last year and we were racing head to head all year and now into the car with Rob, my other best friend, and go and win a rally. Like, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. So, you know, long made last, and just keep enjoying it while we can. Yeah, like, uh, it's amazing. Probably like there were what maybe twenty of you, twenty five in the class, and for three of you to become yeah. so successful and you know in your chosen sport, it's uh, it's unheard of, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, um, <laughs> it happens, obviously. <laughs> but it's good, yeah. It is, it is fun, and we appreciate you know all the times that we get to rally against each other and stuff. We always have have the crack and have the banter and. Yeah. It's amazing, yeah. So if we can keep it going for another few years. We're aging a bit now, you know. But we, can, <laughs> we can keep it going for another another decade. We've been going great. <laughs> and then between the, the acting and the singing and everyone else, it's getting <laughs> to a, a point you're not have almost of any time for all in there. <laughs> I, I was asked a question at the weekend um, by another co driver. He says to me, uh, "What do you actually do for a job?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually not quite sure at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so Rob, like you know, we've seen this man's many talents, like, but uh, you know, his, his his talent with the, a set of notes is you know second to none. Like he, you know, one in the the British Championship, you know, it, it takes a lot of dedication, a lot of commitment. 
to have somebody like that, your best friend, but somebody at the top of the game beside you, gives you great confidence as well. Ah, yeah, sure. Look, it was. It just makes it easy. I just jump in and do my bit on my side of the car, and you just know everybody else is being done on the other side. There was he. I suppose he'd probably kind of say the same. He didn't have to worry about my driving. I didn't have to worry about him calling, and it was just ah, it just just happened very easy. Um, that that was the good thing about uh bringing on Mike. You just just know things are going to be done. We're going up doing the race later on. Then you think that oh, geez, will you be able to do this? Will you be able to do that? It was just sit in, we got our broad book out the door, we started writing notes and yeah, after the first loop Mike, he was kind of saying, yeah right, things are a small bit different here than Keith and uh, there's small little bits different in my notes to his notes that just clarified after the first run of Reiki, it was right, what's this and what's this and uh, after that the, that was it, it was just it rolled all together and there was never a, never any bother, we just like that, I suppose, if we put pressure on ourselves, it probably wouldn't have helped. But like that, we just went up with the whole thing. This, look, it was a stag weekend. We are going up for a bit of crack. It was an opportunity to get out in the Mac 2 that I built. And yeah, it just it just kind of rolled all together. To, when you have a, a, a navigator like Mike, you just roll with it. And then it, it just all happens without any effort. And it's, uh, yeah, that's very good that way, in fairness. Excellent. And like, you know, you, you know, your own car and all that there too. Like that's your, your, your second event back in that now since the rebuild. Uh, do you feel it, it's in the place now where you, you want it or is there still more development on it as well? A rebuild is a nice way to put it. <laughs> it was a bit more than a rebuild. But, uh, <coughs> ah, look, I've kind of got to the stage now where uh, I'm playing with different bits and pieces of it. We've obviously have a, a new steering kit there from Group 4 which is brand new out and we won the two-wheel drives in Ravens Rock with it and it's first day out. Uh, it's the first win overall and it's second day out, so that's obviously working pretty well. Um, we've got a couple of small bits and pieces that I'm just playing with the car that I never really, leading up to Donegal that time, I kind of never had the chance to, to just play with the car. I always got in a battle and said, oh, I don't want to change too much now because I know what it's going to do. Yes, it might be 100% right, but it it's fine. I can drive it, and we're there thereabouts. And I never really played with it, but even Ravens Rock, we played with a lot of settings up there. Uh, played around with a good few bits before this weekend, and we're just uh, fine tuning the car to to the way I want it. I'm yes, of course, we want to go go fast and win rallies, but uh, I'm still trying to play with it as much as I can. Play with the settings and just try and get it really dialed into. To, to, to a comfortable it's not like it's going to get a whole pile quicker because the pace of the Scots at the moment are nuts and there's no no denying that it'll just get that little bit safer to go at that pace mm-hmm. Um, even like so Mike he, he could pinpoint things the weekend that we tried to, to to help improve over the weekend and it's great just to have the likes of Mikey George the same up in Ravens Rock we just pinpointing small things that we were trying to get slightly better with the car and We've ordered a couple of bits now today to try and improve again for, for whenever we're next out. And yeah, if I can keep improving it and make it that bit, I won't say safer, I suppose, but just that that, that little bit easier to go quicker. Um, yeah, definitely. It's I keep improving it, but it's it's getting pretty close. It's 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 nearly where I want it. <laughs> and like, Mike, if, like, from your point of view, it's been a couple of years now or a few years now since you sat on a, a top line yeah. part two. Like. Four the, years, know, yeah. Yeah, like how you know? Do you see a big difference even in that short time as well? Like? Um, 
Yeah, like it's uh, those cars by no means are they easy to drive. I'd imagine. Um, I've never got got to drive one, but from what from what I can see, you know what I mean. It's not a given just to be able to go in and drive those cars. So, you know, fair play to all the lads, and you know, especially Rob because he's he's always able to keep a handle on those things ever since the start. But uh, there's something incredible. It's just a different world completely for me from what I'm used to. The R5 car is, is is just a completely different thing. Um, you know, you have the top speed of the Escort, and you have, you know, the looseness of it, mm-hmm. and you, you don't necessarily have the same braking power, but the speed is higher. <laughs> so it's 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 just bizarre. But you know what? It's never as wild as I imagine. Even four years ago, and again this week, I'm going, oh my god, this is going to be so wild and crazy. But you know what? It never is as much when you get in. It's way more controlled when when you're in there. <laughs> But they're so impressive. I'm always just blown away by those cars, just how they're moving at such, you know, high speeds. But all those lads, all of them are fantastic drivers to be able to hold on to those things. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And like, you know, as I said there at the, the start, Rob, like, you know, you have the likes of Eddie Doherty now coming through. Like, there's always new guys coming along and, you know, that's pushing the, the level up as well. And like, for the likes of yourself, to be involved in that and be nipping at these guys, like you know, taking a couple of seconds off them here, losing a second here, like that must be what rallying is all about for you at the moment. Yeah, definitely. There's there's definitely a lot of young guns coming up. I I nearly feel like I'm the older <laughs> side of it at this stage now, which is we are Rob, we are. <laughs> <laughs> I I keep telling myself we're young, but the, like the likes of Connor Murphy, the, there's just a, a a huge bunch of young lads coming up there and. Look to be able to fight with them. I said, "Geez, I hope I can do it for another good couple of years now." But no, it's it, it's not slow. And like when you look at the times over the six stages last day, I think there was no there was no one that got a big chunk ahead, or there was no one in the top ten that fell behind. There was there was a couple of stages there where we were all within three, four, five seconds of each other. Ten people, like that's that's amazing racing over the likes of fifteen kilometers there or thirteen kilometers with. Everything in the stage is really fast, really slow, mucky, slippy, grippy, bits of everything. And we can come out and we're only maybe five seconds separating 10 cars. Mm-hmm. Once it keeps going like that, I keep rallying. The minute that disappears and that, that uh, I suppose, the racing feeling, the, the camaraderie between every one of them. There was one or two lads in a bit of bother the weekend and they, they, there was no hesitation by anyone. We were all straight back in under the car trying to diagnose it the best we can, try to fix it, get them going if we can at all possible. I Frank Kelly told one of the lads there to the start of a, the, the next stage. It's just, there's no one wants to see anyone left behind. And that's the that's the really important side of it. I think it's, uh, okay, we all want to go in and bait the heads off each other when we put on the helmets. There's, <laughs> there's no denying that. And anyone that denies it is only fooling themselves. But um, when the helmets come off, look, we all want to enjoy it and we all want to be safe at the end of the weekend. And uh, yeah, it's look, it's great. It's great racing. We came <coughs> off the last stage and we were just laughing at the whole thing. Like it's what a race all, all day and um, just great crack between everyone. And yeah, long may it last. Yeah, like, like you know, like Frank Kelly heard him saying like that at one stage in service there were five or six guys on blue his car. He hadn't a clue who they were, but they were helping him change his diff. Like, yeah. like where else would you get it? <laughs> uh, it's I I think I think Ireland really is where where it's at for all that. Mm. I mean, you know, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the modified 
scene is, you know, something else. It's like nothing else, you know. There's great camaraderie in the R5 scene and all that, but the modified scene is just something unbelievable altogether. The the crack and the laughing is unreal. But they are they are all all like brothers and sisters, no. <laughs> um but but yeah, the likes of towing people in and under the car getting dirty and destroyed and yeah. you know, to no fear of touching a brand new suit off off an exhaust. Like it's just <laughs> everyone is uh, yeah. Yeah. in there, yeah. Uh-huh. And like Rob, like what makes it Elma Kelly so special? You know, like it's you know, on paper it, you know, it's a, like a, a mini stage event, but it attracts the cream of Irish rallying of two wheel drive. Like, you know, you had the best of the best there at the weekend. What makes that event so special for in your eyes? Well, for us, Ned, and I suppose speaking for Mikey as well, and all our uh, team that has ran me, Donald Healy Motorsport, from when I started rallying, uh, Donald O'Brien, who we said they lost uh, a couple of years ago, there's a cup for him for the... It was for the fastest stage time, I think, the first year, and it's for the first overall Mark II home, I think, no. And uh, that was kind of the big one going the weekend. And I'm still friendly with his daughter and his brother and all their family would know us as well. So it was a big thing going up the weekend. They, they telling me, yeah, the cup is for the, the overall Mark II. And as much as I'd like to say, oh, yeah, it was all a bit of crack into the whatever, we still wanted to go up and win the cup. I, I narrowly missed out on it the first year. <laughs> In Colin Burns' car, it was for the quickest time over some stage, and I got I got pipped for it, and I didn't get a chance to go back and try and go for it since. So that was a big thing, and also the the Paul Mulcahy Trophy. They're just all small things, but Paul Mulcahy was a, a legend that we would have looked up to, and the the starlet that was like a pinnacle of any rally that he went out in. We were mm-hmm. glued to that, like, and I suppose winning a, a trophy with his name on it that's it's a it's a big a big thing for us too is just like our childhood heroes growing up. That's that's what we were looking at, and when you get to win a trophy with their name on it, it just makes it that bit more special. Yeah, it's on a mini stage, but here next no time. matter what you you come out, you come out of the the rally with trophies like that. It uh, definitely makes it more special. Yeah, like you know, Mikey, you know, from your point of view, you know, as, uh, as Rob was saying, childhood heroes to follow in their footsteps yeah. to get presented with trophies with their names on it, like. That's a good day, a good day out. It is, yeah. All these guys we're talking about are fantastic guys, and and uh, we've lost a lot of people this year as well. But you know, it's nice to nice to get these things. We were the day the day that Paul Paul died. Actually, me and Rob were rallying. It was probably it was probably one of our last rallies, Rob, together. I'd say back that time, uh, the Ravens Not Rock and yeah. So, so to come ten years forward, um, after after that day, and you know, to win win the trophy. It's just, it's just mad, yeah. And, uh, his wife and son was there, and uh, Paul Ogue, who, who gave us that trophy, um, mm-hmm. who can't be much, much more than ten. So I, I'd say yeah. he was very, very young when he lost his dad. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, I suppose, like, all we can say now is, Mikey, all the very best now in a couple of weeks. And Rob, you um, now you get the taste of the champagne. Uh, where do you think you'll head out now next? There's no plan really at this point. No real plan. No, uh, I have a small bit of work to do to the car. Just, just keep on top of things now. Rebuild axles and keep clutches right and uh, get the engine looked at just to make sure everything is good. Everything was perfect the weekend, but um, yeah, just kind of get things back up to scratch so we're not breaking down on rallies and stuff. Um, we might make a trip out foreign 
Uh, not 100% sure yet. We're kind of looking into it at the moment. So uh, maybe something there. Uh, Killarney at the end of the year, I suppose, it's going to be hard to stay away from. But mm-hmm. other than that, uh, I don't think there'll be much for the, the rest of the, the year, really. Um, unless the lotto comes off anything. <laughs> so, uh-huh. I'm currently trying to, I'm trying to put up walls of a house at the moment as well. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to do everything. But look, uh, no, I'll... We're looking into a couple of bits, but uh, there won't be anything huge. Uh, or Mikey's wedding is the week after the twenty, so yes. we'd have to stay away from that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, do you have to dig all the dirt and him for a nice speech when they got there? <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there'll be a bit of work in that. Um, now, nah, look, uh, I'm kind of I have no championships or anything, so it's just take it as it comes. Whatever looks kind of double and that'd be a bit of fun uh, I'm game ball for that uh, I've kind of done the whole championship thing with the BRC and doing all that so I'm just picking and choosing what looks fun at the moment and like the weekend it just looked like a bit of crack and it suited well with Polly and the weekend of the did and yeah we went up had a bit of fun came home washed the car put it into the shade that's what it's all about and if I can organise another weekend to do that then I'll be happily I'll happily pull it out again, but yeah, we'll see. Excellent, excellent. Well, lads, thank you very much for taking the time, and as uh, Maggie, you. all the best in a couple of weeks. Then. Thanks very much. Thanks very much for having us on, Connor. Like, what a story from them three guys! Isn't it just great? To, you know, hear such joy in them from their their discussing their their days fun on Sunday. Oh, look, and absolutely like fun's the only way you could describe it. There was nothing serious about that. No. <laughs> yeah, they really did have a ball. That's for sure. That is for sure. Uh, you know, this weekend's quiet in the, the, the rallying front, but you know, we've uh, we have the Cork Twenty coming up, we have the Ulster coming up, we have the next two rounds of the national championship. So like, there's still a lot to go on here in August. So uh, it's great to be back. Um, thanks once again for all your kind comments, uh, lessons, and all that. There, please keep it up. Please like, share, subscribe, rate, comment. All those things vitally important, Connor. Oh, listen, absolutely. Um, what do you call it? All the numbers help. What do you call it? Boost the, 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 the podcast. And I suppose the more it gets boosted, the more people get to hear and see it for the first time. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, though, before we finish up, once again, you know, like we spoke to uh, quite a lot of competitors over the last couple of weeks with, you know, different events and one thing and another. And every one of them, you know, they find it so hard to put into words, you know, their, the emotions they felt over the last couple of weeks. As you said earlier, it's been a difficult year for Irish rallying. So we just once again we want to express, and you know, behalf of everybody we spoke to, they said, "Can you please say something on the podcast?" Just uh, again, just our thoughts, prayers, condolences with all involved. Uh, so uh, you know, we can't, but only wish you the very best, and you know, we are in our thoughts and prayers at this difficult time. So that is uh, that's episode, and so until the next time, take care, speak soon, and bye. <laughs>